Excuse me, no. boy. What do you got to offer? What are you going to bring to the table, nature boy? Ten world titles, my friends. That's what I bring to the table. Not enough. It brings it's points. Not enough. The magnitude of wrestling Ric Flair. You're looking at the man day. that's got over it's ten on four continents. What else you bring to the? You got the contract ready. What are you bringing to the table? Well, one thing at a time, here, read gentlemen. It. A little decorum, please. Later. Later. Hey, I'll do it for you. Don't bother reading it. What it says is, if I don't beat you in Charlotte, North Carolina, for the World Heavyweight Championship, I'm out of this border. Hold on just a second. I'm out of Repeat Porter that, Rick Flair. 20 years. Mr. Flair, Mr. Flair, let me, let me, Holy. let me refresh your memory, Mr. Flair. We're talking about Sting and his broken ribs, Ron Simmons and his broken shoulder, Joe Thurman and his broken back, Nikita Kolov, I ran him out of the wrestling business, Cactus Jack, where is Cactus Jack? His memory is gone. And now my latest victim, Sid Vicious. And you, you want to put your name on the line? You want to put your head on my wall? Bring it on, Mr. Blair. Bring it on, Mr. My reputation, and most importantly, my career. 20 years. I don't win, Bring I'm gone. On. You want my head on your wall. That's right, baby. You gotta come and get it. You got Involved it. Involved in the first and the last. <laughs> Maybe it's, maybe Vader time's over. I'm nothing but a big piece of shit. A big fat piece of shit. Well, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. What a day, Justin. What a day. I cannot believe how happy I am to be here in the Real Good Studios recording my favorite podcast on Earth, No Bias Necessary. That is Top Marks. It is another wrestling podcast, as you say. But, Justin, this week, we do not go in alone. No, it is not just another episode. No. We uh, are pleased to be joined... For, for I guess this is just the second time that somebody sat down with us in studio, though we did yeah. go out on location and talked to some, some wrestlers. And have had people summer. in the studio beard how five. That's true as well. But not ever had uh, a guest. Yeah, I suppose you are the first guest for us here in Real Good Studio. Yeah, all the way from Ottawa. You know him as one of the hosts of Three in the Key on TSN 1200. It's Cracklin' Will Macklin, Whoa. baby! <laughs> Well, hello. Return guest. Just happy to be here, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. Thank you so much. I yeah. thought you recorded that bit. You do that live. That's incredible, yeah, Every Justin. single time, man. J-Town, you're the man. <laughs> I do feel like the intro is maybe the best part of this show in some ways, particularly because I have nothing to do with it, but every week I'm impressed well, by it. Well, that means it's like that. That means the show's downhill from there. Oh, yeah, I mean, but that's definitely true. Like, that's the part of this that isn't debatable. Like, they've already <laughs> heard the best part of this episode. Yeah, I mean, I like to think of it as, like, kind of a sing-along promo, where if you were to be listening to it in the car, yeah. you would say the words with me. Yeah. Just like, of course, uh, that famous tag team... 
Oh, uh, the New Age Outlaws. Oh, right, those right, right. that famous yeah, tag yeah, yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. I'm more familiar with Enzo and Cass. Yeah, they're oh, much. Who, who's that? <laughs> yeah, they're, oh, they were great. You would have loved them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did kind of the same bit. It was pretty fun. We would be remiss to not mention that sitting off mic is uh, Will's advocate, the last man on Nexopia, Kyle White, also in the room, listening to us record today. Yes. Uh, self-made legend. Self-made. Legend. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Self-made legend. That's Kyle White. Uh, I got almost 100 followers on Twitter. Yeah. Holy make sure to go follow cow. him. Holy Moses. Nearly this, uh, 100. This is an private unbelievable account. Uh, so if you are hearing our voices right now, you are indeed listening to Top Marks. It is a wrestling show where every week, Justin, what do we do? We break down the top one, two, three stories in the world of professional wrestling. And we're actually going to have three rounds this week. That's true. Yeah, we're, we're on format this week. Sometimes, you know, the, the format's a little looser. Sometimes it can be too much. Yeah. But uh, I think we're going to lean on you a little heavy in one of these rounds here. because <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm used to doing the heavy lifting oh, today. Oh, wow, no bud. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. That's how it is. Well, Josh, why don't you tell us uh, what our three rounds this week happen to be? I have no idea what they are. <laughs> no, the three rounds this week that we'll be discussing for 15 minutes each. In round number one, Justin, I don't know if you know this, and Will, also you, uh, the man whose figurine is sitting on the table in front of me right now, Big Van Vader, passed away this week, and uh, we'd be remiss to not touch on him for 15 minutes. Agreed? I don't know that we can do a full 15. I'm not super familiar. Sure. But uh, He was a fat guy. He wore red? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had like a... a Rubber, leather mask yes, sort of thing. Right. Well, don't give it all away, guys. And then in <laughs> round number two, we're going to recap Sunday's uh, Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which uh, I think in some ways over-delivered and others under-delivered. We'll break down sort of the ins and outs of that. It was an up-and-down show, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I think the back half better than the front half. Will, you have not seen Money in the Bank, but you know the results. And I refuse to watch it. No, I'm going <laughs> to watch it eventually. I've just been, I'm, I mean, I'm out from uh, from Ottawa, so it's been hard to catch uh, some recent stuff. But Very, very uh, fair. I'm definitely going to rewatch that, yeah. Yeah, and I want the people to know also, your Patreon dollars are hard at work here. Yeah. We spared no expense, flew Will all the way yeah, up to Ottawa, amazing that, putting yeah. him up the whole time he's here. Money well sent. Feeding uh, him, spent? drinking him. Drinking him. Yeah, well, we're well, drink him. That's a phrase out in Ottawa. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, Will, we... we uh, classic Ottawa yeah, slang. Yeah, that's just yeah. East Coast stuff. Will, can you explain to us what you... Will came here bearing gifts today. I Will, did bear them. Can you tell us what gifts you've so given the, Justin? The enough? gifts I bear, I gave to you, Josh. Yeah. Um, ROH... Manhattan Mayhem. Alliteration for any pay-per-view is amazing. <laughs> what uh, you're looking for, really. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, a pay-per-view from 2005. Mm. And you've got uh, quite the card here. you got uh, Colt Cabana, pre-podcast days. That's right. With Nigel McGuinness. Uh, he's on the uh, on the take you take you or he's on NXT the right NXT now. Commentary desk, this yeah. would be pre Scotty Goldman as well. That's right. Yeah. He, well. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He would be pre this. Yeah. This, this is all. pre him being a terrible comedy wrestler too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he was actually legit trying to get over almost like a, like a Kurt Angle type wrestler. That's right. right? Yeah. And not doing the type of bits. Other uh, big uh, big matches here that you would know is Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal for the pure title from uh, Ring of Honor, and then uh, you got. Uh, the dog collar match: Jimmy Ray versus uh, Chick Magnet Punk, which is the other uh, the other good card. But that's yeah, Austin Aries, Alex Shelley. So it's a 2005 card, and that's the that's the other one. And then I have for you, Justin, um, Bound for Glory 2007: Sting versus Kurt Angel. A card so good it's illegal, as you can hear the police yeah, yeah, behind sure. us. Oh, is that, is that, is that a sound effect you play? <laughs> <laughs> You're under arrest for being too good of a card. Bound for glory. <laughs> Something no one's ever arrested TNA for. Well, Will, thank you very much. You also brought us beer. This is... Uh, well, this is from uh, from Kyle White. Oh, Kyle brought us beer from a Detonate Brewing based out of Summerland. It is delicious, uh, and I love drinking and podcasting, so thank you. Uh, and a little Kyle. Stone Cold Steve Austin action figure. Yeah, we're all, studio we're, with we're all best friends you, now. We can just have it. and Yeah, I'm excited that uh, Kyle brought the... 
Brought his brewery, because that's his passion now. He's the big, big brouhaha, aren't you, Kyle? <laughs> the brew. I do. I make beer in Summerland. I sure do. Will also brought me a Hardy Brothers DVD, which the Dopamine Jester, Jeff Hardy, uh, <laughs> dirt dirt bike extraordinaire, you know, motorcyclist. He is the man. Jeff Hardy's my boy. Yeah, I knew he's a big Matt, uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy fan. Everybody and, loves Jeff Hardy. And it was before before WWE. It was his the backyard wrestling parties as well. Oh yeah. wow, that's a true diehard fan. Must have grown up in North Carolina. Jamo, before we dive into the rounds, I think we got to also talk about. Well, uh, hang on, I am excited to actually watch this TNA pay per view. Oh, oh okay, go ahead. That might be the Thank first time. Those Actually, words yeah. have been uttered in at least a decade. Yeah, go ahead. But yeah, we got Kurt Angle versus Sting in the main event, but uh, Team Pac-Man versus AJ Styles and Tomko for the Tag Team Championship. So if you're familiar with Pac-Man, that's uh, uh, drafted out of West Virginia uh, by the Tennessee Titans originally. I was going to say, is that Pac-Man Jones? That is exactly him. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. So they were they were dipping into the football player wrestler sort of thing Easy, yeah. a long time ago. Well, yeah, now who's the guy that they have? We watched him on Slammiversary. Uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo Williams? Williams. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. That's and right. he's still playing. Yeah. Is he? No, I think he's back in the wrestling game now. Is he back in? Maybe That's what I had heard. Yeah, he's going to he's going to main event their oh, Slammiversary this year. That's right. Against yes. Austin Aries, which is going to be great, but I've also got Jay Lethal versus Christopher Daniels here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samoa name. Joe versus Christian Cage. Yeah, I think he's got a cooler nickname than that. And it <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the Samoan Submission Machine Samoa Joe there we go. <laughs> versus the Instant Classic yeah, Christian Cage. Yeah. Really <laughs> wow. good. That's how you know wrestling's at its peak. And then on the table match, we've got the Steiner Brothers versus oh. Team 3D. Oh. This is going to be great. Yeah, that's unha- that's, I feel like that's unfair because of uh, 3D having so much more experience with tables. But, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like they have an advantage in the tables That's an 11-year-old pay-per-view. Yeah. Can you believe that? I'm 11 excited years to dig old? into these. Will, thank you a great deal. Justin, yeah, thank you for these gifts that you brought to, to greet us with. But, yeah. of course, uh, someone who didn't receive so much as a parting gift, not even in future endeavors. Oh, yes. On his wow. way out the door. <laughs> Powerful segue. Was Big Cass, <laughs> who was released by uh, the Fed this week. Yeah. Uh, and, I don't know, it seems like, to me, every detail that I hear about this Seems like, wow, that can't be the full story. Yeah, it does Nobody seem like could get a, fired over that. It's like a collection of small puzzle pieces creating this greater picture, right? Well, were, were you surprised when you heard Big Cass got released? No, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I think he was reliant on Enzo. Enzo was the obviously the, the mouth, and he was the, the muscle. And without that, that's how they got over together. Right. It, it's tough. I went to that, I went to a house show in Ottawa a couple a month ago, a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. He was the, like no reaction. This guy, yeah. like he comes out and it's big ass, and you're <laughs> like, what is this guy doing? He was fucked by that Titan drop. <laughs> that's that, a rest in peace. Unbelievable. Like, but, so yeah, so that that kind of segued into him being a solo guy, and it's just. I heard. Talk. I heard actually that one of the things that they were upset about was he had heat with like pretty much every single agent that he worked with, going right back to the Big Show feud mm-hmm. last summer. Right, uh, and not just that like some of the promos ran long or went off script or whatever during this uh, Daniel Bryan feud, but just seemed like a guy who was like notoriously difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. There was a, a house show recently, I think in like Waco, Texas, or something, where apparently a fan saw him like getting into a heated argument with a booking agent after during the match he had spat on a bunch of the fans in the front row oh my. which yeah. is like old school healing in some ways yeah. but also mm-hmm. maybe doesn't fly in yeah. 2018 uh, i'm not paying 
$150 for front <laughs> no. row at a house show so big cats can spit <laughs> well, on. Maybe with somebody cooler. Yeah, there's no splash zone tickets. You know, you can't really, you can't go. Let's SeaWorld yeah. cast? Yeah. Okay, exactly. hello. Now, if Alexa Bliss wanted to spit on me. Yeah, it's different. Okay. Yeah, wow, yeah, how dare you. I don't even think she, yeah, it's not even saliva at that point. Yeah, she's, yeah, it's, <laughs> you could bottle it. Uh, it's, it is Very interesting. Very It is interesting to me, though, that uh, I think why maybe I was a little more surprised than others is you sort of have this sense backstage that Big Cass is a McMahon kind of guy, you know? He's, he's big, a, he's he's a big project. Yeah, so to see him just cut no future endeavored in the press release, not really like a hard reason. He was on a pay-per-view, what, the night before? Mm-hmm. Uh, this caught me pretty off guard. But <laughs> And t- clearly they had big plans for him. Like, the rumor when we were in the throes of this Daniel Bryan feud were that he was the next feud on tap for AJ Styles, basically, right. that he was going to be one of the top heels on SmackDown, like him, Nakamura, and Joe, essentially. And Andrade, I think, yeah. And, and that, like, you know, uh, clearly they had big plans for him just based on the fact that he was Daniel Bryan's first yeah. feud. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's huge. That's a big, big get. There's maybe not a bigger spotlight you could get on SmackDown like, right now. Like, I don't feel like that's under-challenging for the title currently, like and fighting Daniel Bryan. It's just yeah. baffling to me when you look at, like, Baron Corbin, who obviously got punished last year when he had the briefcase taken away because they had, like, a, a team meeting where they were talking with the uh, doctor about concussions and whatnot, and Corbin loudly in the middle of this meeting was like, this is all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that you're saying about CTE is wrong. You're lying to us. Yep. Like, openly challenging the corporate messaging in the middle of a meeting and trying to get, like, wrestlers on his side. Yeah. He also revealed during that, like, little shouting spat that he was one of the players who was in the lawsuit actively suing the NFL over CTE, which they didn't know to that point either. Like, if somebody is going to get punished to such an extreme extent that they are, you know, released or let go, you would think that that sort of thing could be the tipping point for a firing. And Cass, it's just like... This guy got drunk on the European tour, and I <laughs> yeah, think yeah. he's an asshole. He kicked no, the true. bathroom door down. <laughs> well, there was also stories of him being a huge Trump supporter yeah. and annoying the uh, the other wrestlers. And, like it wasn't yeah, that he but was. But I'm sure McMahon loved it. No, of, cor- <laughs> of course he did. I was going to say that almost explains his push. <laughs> yeah, well, my understanding was that he actually like they had a one-on-one conversation, and they kind of parted ways, and it was together they accepted. Interesting. Like, that's what the idea because because you're right, Vince loved big. Big ass. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Are we going to see Big Cass on the Indies is the first part of that question. Which Second indie? part, are you seeing him and Enzo potentially reform so outside of WWE? That's the thing. So that's money that you're losing. It's a money act. Yeah. that's like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an indie uh, promoter. Right. I'm grabbing both those guys and putting them on my show. They also hate each other, though. Do they hate each other? But they, maybe they work together. They, someone like uh, like a, like a, like a, like the police did for years. They were bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, Meltzer was saying that they had a personal falling out, which I know stems from the fact that Enzo said it not just personally to him after the fact, but mm-hmm. also in a promo like the week after. Yeah, I will never forgive you for bailing on our match when uh-huh. he like blew his ACL during mm-hmm. that street fight. Mm-hmm. He's like, if that had happened during WrestleMania main event, like you got, they gotta know that you're gonna fight through that. Like <laughs> Triple H right. blew out his quad and finished the He's match. He's not the correct messenger for yeah. that message. <laughs> like, no, no, there's no, no like old school wrestling chops that I'm like, oh yeah, Enzo's the right guy to yeah, put him yeah, in line. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. what? Yeah, like if if Triple H or whatever said that, it'd it's be different. like, well, that's old school, and I don't necessarily agree, but I can see your point. When Enzo, who can't even wrestle to begin with, is like, bro, I will never forgive you ever yeah, for this. I know. It's, it's like, 
Eh, get over yourself a little bit. Madman, you know? could you see Ring of Honor picking up Enzo and Cass? I mean... Keep in mind that the Motor City Machine Guns are wrestling the Briscoes for time number 10,000 Yeah, I was going to say month. the Briscoes yeah. are still like the main tag team over there, right? So well, you have Young Bucks coming in and out. But yeah, for like in-house ROH talent, it's mostly uh, that. So I don't think I touch them. Yeah. As ROH, if I'm uh, someone other than ROH, yeah, yeah, I think if you're a step below ROH, you do. But ROH I don't even think line. Impact would probably be. No, I don't think so. Right I think Dude, I th they took Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan. I think they're more than comfortable. Yeah, taking but Sammy Callahan is a much better wrestler than Cass. But is he more money than the two of them together? Ohio versus everybody. <laughs> I don't know. OVS, OVS. I probably, do like. Uh, probably not. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Tommy uh, or not Tommy? Um, leader of OVS. Oh my goodness, the P former PWG champion Trevor Lee. Oh yeah, uh, I do think he's good. That wraps up our big cast discussion. Justin, if you want to hear more discussion about anything, you can always head over to Patreon.com/slash yeah, Top Marks. Speaking of PWG, what we're going to be watching the Tournament of Death. Well, that's CZW, but it is a three-letter acronym name. Yeah, that's, so relatable. It's in California okay. also. Well, there, we yeah, go. there you go. Uh, yeah, we're going to be watching Tournament to Death right after this. <laughs> uh, you are. Wh where would you put your sort of uh, excitement to be doing this with the Jordan Descharm and I? Minus, okay. To be doing it with you and Descharm? Yeah. Oh, but probably about a 9 out of 10. All right. But, but to, to be watch watching the show, probably about <laughs> minus 10,000. <laughs> if you want to hear Justin uh, being tortured, basically, you can. Uh, that'll be coming out, what do you say, maybe end of next week, Justin? Yeah, something so, like that. Something like that. So if you're hearing this, it won't be out yet. But if you head on over to Patreon, you will get notified when it comes and out. And that's patreon.com slash And with that, I think we're about ready to jump in to, to round number one. Round one. White. Wow. Leon Allen White, better known as his ring names, Big Van Vader and Vader, was an American professional wrestler, professional football player who performed for New Japan Pro Wrestling, World Championship Wrestling, the World Wrestling Federation, and all Japan Pro Wrestling during the 1990s and 2000s. And he played for the Rams, right? Yeah. Yeah, played a couple seasons for the Rams. Yeah. Los he, Angeles Rams. I think he even like won the Super Bowl once or was in a Super Bowl. I Did he really? Yeah. But he didn't play enough to... Yeah, he was in one. But I don't think... Yeah, he didn't play enough to really take on the injuries of a football player would in the past, you know? Like, yeah. He would always... Uh, you know, like some guys, like Pac-Man Jones, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a, lot of, a lot of Pac-Man Jones content. Yeah, he's the, one of the best wrestle yeah. football players ever. There we go. I mean, uh, elite company. Guys, let, let's start the round this way. When I say... It goes Pac-Man Jones, then The Rock. <laughs> yeah, The Rock. CFL St. Peter's. And then... Uh, Roman Reigns. And probably Roman Reigns, and then D'Angelo Williams, yeah, and yeah. then Big Van Vader. <laughs> wow, you're ranking him Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Top well, five. top five. No, he made the top five. Oh, he's okay. number oh, five. Who's number six? I just think it's weird that they named him after the size of his vehicle. Yeah, it's a big van. Okay, it's a huge van. It's, it's, yeah, he just drove. That's how he made towns. <laughs> <laughs> you you wow. could tell he was on the show. Do you see that big van roll through town? <laughs> I want to just be Vader. You've got a big van. <laughs> <laughs> okay, big van Vader. Uh, Will, I'll start with you, but I want you party bus Vader didn't work <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a worse gimmick. It was like an early Adam Cole. Story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Adam, Adam uh, Rose. Rose yeah. Yes, yes. Baby. Adam Rose, baby. Okay. <laughs> Adam Rose, baby. <laughs> Man, that was so good. Yeah. Will, I'm throwing you first, uh, but just. I want you to answer this as well. When I say Let's Big Van Vader, yeah, it, I want you to answer it the exact same time. <laughs> when I say Big Van Vader, what what sort of comes to your mind? What are some words that you associate with this fellow? I, I think WCW mm -hmm. Sting rivalries, yeah, and stuff like that. Is like, we're a little younger, so it's yeah. tougher. I, I think it's New Japan stuff was really yeah. really good. Like, I mean, he is like the. 
pioneering gaijin in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, him he, and Stan Hansen, I think, sort of co-opted that space. Right? Arguably, his best match it was versus uh, versus Hansen. That's what people say. Yeah. He beat Inoki in his first match. I'm pretty that's sure. Right, yeah. That's true. To, and to such an extent that. People rioted in the arena after he won. Is that right? And and then New Japan lost their television yeah. show. Like their broadcast this rights were revoked because people became so fucking furious that Inoki lost to this huge white guy. Can you imagine a huge in, in like a squash? In, in a squash, basically, it was like Brock versus John Cena, essentially. Wow. Yeah, that's right. It was like the, to that level, definitely. That and seems like uh, well worth watching. Uh, just also, watching. The, the first Gaijin to ever win the IWGP World Title. Yeah, that's right. That's, so right. that's a lot of records already. You know, just talking about his Japan career. Now, I think most people sort of agree his WWF career wasn't anything special. Have either of you watched his WCW work against Cactus Jack? Yeah. Well, that's the day Cactus lost his ear. That's exactly. Right. Or no, that's. That's um, in Japan, isn't it? Isn't that with um, Terry Funk? No, I or is it Vader? It's Vader. I think it's Vader. That's yeah. uh, that's so unreal. So he got something with the ropes, and he, he got tied yeah. He does the... he does that spot where his head gets caught in between the I guess it'd be the third and second rope, mm-hmm. and then when pulling out, the ear comes off. Right. Which I mean sounds like zero fun. Five stars. Uh, yeah, absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think uh, hey, Mick lost his ear, but Vader lost his smile. Remember that promo? Was that was the same after that. Who could forget that promo? I mean, <laughs> that was really sad. Uh, I, I, like, this is what stands out to me about Vader. I always remember Stone Cold talking about him when he had Mick Foley on his podcast. This is years ago. And mm-hmm. they both were uh, joking because Austin was saying how he has this reputation for sort of potatoing guys, that his punches were really hard. And Foley goes, and he asks Mick on the podcast, he goes, listen, were my punches the worst to take? And Foley goes, listen, don't get me wrong. Like, you, you definitely punch hard in the ring. There's no question. But not only did I have to feud with Vader in WWF, I had to have like a year-long feud with him in WCW, and trust me, he will forever have the record. So this is what sort of spurred me to go and watch this feud. With the, I think I've talked about it on the show before how much I enjoy the, the pick-a-choice match where all the different match types are on the wheel. Oh, no. WCW? That's right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it was Snake, Jake the Snake versus Sting and the, the Gold Miners glove. Also this. So was weird. that on Halloween yeah. Havoc? Halloween, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Halloween Havoc. Ni- no, 95, uh, yeah. Yeah, 95. That's yeah, right. Yeah. 90 is the Steiner Brothers and Nasty Boys match I always talk about. Yes. Uh, yeah, you idiot. Yeah, come on. How, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say a year. I'm just joking. It doesn't mean Will <laughs> isn't going to call you an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how did you not know that? <laughs> nah. But uh, it's, so I remember going back and watching, and his forearms in the corner are about as brutal a wrestling spot as you will see. I mean, just, yeah, stiff. just very, very good stuff. I mean, there was a great gif making the round on Twitter yesterday after he passed mm. uh, of like him in his WWF run having a match with Ken Shamrock. Oh. And, and Ken was also laying in stiff punches. Oh, I saw this. And like Vader, in the beginning, like he was, he got thrown into MMA, similar to what happened to uh, from MMA, similar to what uh, Angle did from wrestling. That's just right. Thrown in there, like, well, you're dangerous. You fight for real. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sakuraba too, also exactly. And then they, they, oh my goodness, that match would be. Awful. It, yeah, I mean it, the first punch that uh, that Vader takes in the corner from Shamrock, he kind of like lays it in in return to be like, "Whoa, ease up no, he here, shoves buddy!" Him off. Oh yeah, yeah, he push, pushes him away, yeah. and then Shamrock comes back into the corner and keeps laying in punches, <laughs> and Vader. <laughs> knocks him out basically like it looks like a real genuine knockout blow to the head because Shamrock just goes down and he does not get up yeah he oh, like man. gives him a warning shove he's like listen those were stiff back off and Shamrock does not get the message full on elbows him and then Vader's like well I suppose I tried to warn the kid and yeah, just yeah. lays him out it's, it's really something but to behold but Vader's had a, a, like, some personality problems and attitude problems yeah probably he would have been higher on the card at WWF and he felt like because of he, his work rate 
and all this work he did in Japan, he felt like he should be higher on the card, and Vince yeah. doesn't respect Japan wrestling. That's and right. Never happened. And WCW, of course, so he felt like he he paid his dues, but Vince didn't see that. And but he did have like many feel like he got that feud with Kane after yep. Kane came on after Blood, Bad Blood. That's right. So like the, he had a big the Kane, I think it was Mass versus Mass. That's exactly right. Yeah. So there was he had some good. He had feuds. some push uh, from from what I understand. I was listening to an interview with Bubba Ray Dudley or an interview his radio show today, and he was saying that when he got to WWF, they had uh, Jim Ross on today to give context. So mm-hmm. Bubba Ray and Jim Ross are talking about this, and Jim Ross goes when Vader got to WWF, they were like super hot on him. They're like. This is well, going Jim to Ross be... loves him because he would play football. Exactly. And they were like, this is going to be our guy. But I guess he showed up to WWF pretty injured. And he had invested in this shopping mall that went totally south. And so he showed up sort of broken and like really needing money. Like yeah. He's like, this is going to be my last payday run. So I guess creatively backstage was sort of tough because he would refuse to be involved in small angles. They called him Big Van because that was the only thing he had to his name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now by the river. Formerly <laughs> named after his transportation, now after his home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hard times for a Big Van Vader. Um, I, I don't know how we want to we close out this round, but you know, uh, shouts out to a Big Van Vader. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not super familiar. Like I'm not a big classic WCW guy, but right. I will say, and I talked about this in the show after we watched it, mm-hmm. uh, Xavier and I last year, or, or a couple months ago anyways, watched um, Battle Bowl 1993, yeah. which I do not recommend. It's a terrible show. <laughs> it's uh, Doesn't age well. total mess of a gimmick. I couldn't tell you what's going on in any of the matches. It's like three Royal Rumbles going on at once is essentially Dude, what Battle Bowl is. People always talk like late 2000s WCW is just the worst thing on earth, but everything before it is good. Early 90s WCW, not equally terrible, but terrible in a totally different right, way. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Not good. Okay, so this is Battle Bowl 1993, okay. and I don't know how many months in the future it is, but they are also clearly setting up on this show Starcade for that year. And I think the title match for Starcade was Vader versus Flair. Okay. And Flair was working babyface at this point. Vader was the heel in this match. And they just have this promo... Uh, to set up, like, the the main event of this pay-per-view after Mean Gene has hosted this, like, bidding war of all these delegates from cities who want to host the event. I remember this. So they announce where the event is going to be, then they announce the main event, and then we get a promo back and forth between your two main event participants, Invader and Flair. And Vader is wearing a suit the whole time. And I feel like in modern WWE, oftentimes when, like, a heel champion wins the title... Like, they put Sheamus in a suit. And, and it's Owens. Like, and it's like, come on, man. Like, let them keep some yeah, personality yeah. or something. But for a big guy, I think it really works. Like the if, mask, too. If Joe won the title and Joe came out yeah. wearing a suit afterwards, he would look scary as hell. Yeah. yeah. Because that suit would be enormous. And, like... There are few sites that I have seen in all of my days watching professional wrestling that are more intimidating than 1993 Vader wearing a perfectly yeah. tailored suit with his mask on. It's it so is sick. genuinely frightening to the, to the point where I think a lot of people said this yesterday in their kind of tributes to him after he passed was that he's like one of the only guys that if you were watching the product at that time and you're a kid who kind of still believed in the business. Yeah. You would probably have nightmares about him. Like he yeah, would be yeah. genuinely frightening. That's definitely uh, yeah. true. Um, and outside of like Lars Sullivan, I can't really think of anybody like that right now. I think it's just Lars who has like that factor for sure. I know he's also he had a Boys Meets World yeah. uh, cameo. He was That's actually right. like, a, like a recurring character, and he was popular from that. Like my little sister's like. Oh yeah, Boy Meets World. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's how so they cool. know Leon. So that's that's another way. But would you consider 
Big Van Vader to be the best wrestler over 400 pounds. Over 400 pounds. Because he is renowned for being an aerialist at his size. Yeah, he's the biggest dude to do a moonsault like, in matches. Like Big guys have done moonsaults, but he, you can see lots of Vader moonsaults. Mm-hmm. Uh, how heavy is Bam Bam Bigelow? I don't think he's 400. A little below. Also, I, I heard sometimes they, they lie about their weight. <laughs> no! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't, Will. Will, you... I don't want to stir any pots. But Stay off the dirt sheets, yeah, I know, man. I these, these, are, these are shoot weights. I know. Uh, I will say that if he is over 400 pounds, I'd probably give him that distinction, but this sort Bam of... Bam. Uh, if I don't think Bam Bam's 400 pounds, but I see people saying Big Van Vader is the best big man ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the exact time or place to say this, but he was running parallel to Bam Bam Bigelow for a lot of that, and I definitely prefer yeah. watching Bam Bam in ring. I, I, dig, I dig the stiffness of Vader mm-hmm. for sure. The moons, Who could deny the moonsault's anything but impressive? But like, if you ask me what his grade A killer match is, I'm less familiar with it, whereas I could tell you seven Bam Bam Bigelow yeah, matches yeah, that I think ECW are lights and Him and Taz's yeah. trilogy yeah, is yeah, like yeah. three of my favorite matches. So, uh, no. How about you? Where, where does he rank in like big men for you guys? I mean, when I think big man, I think of like Andre or like the big show. Right. And like... I guess big show is in that discussion, right? I Like, it's, in terms of career longevity, certainly. Yeah. But as like a worker, yeah. I don't know. Probably I mean, early, not. Like, I mean, early... Uh, Big Show Giant, like he was, he was good. Like he'd do a drop kick, and he had a flying elbow. He'd smoke cigarettes through the ring, like so he was sick. legit. <laughs> Can we bring back smoking just in general in wrestling? Oh man, the best way to be heel. It's like, and uh, it's cool. Also, it's super cool. Yeah, like super chill. I don't know, uh, does Brock Lesnar count as a big man? Yeah, but he, he doesn't him, smoke. He must. Oh, okay. So <laughs> if I was to say like. See, bro, now clearly I have drunkenly complained multiple times and yeah. soberly complained also yeah. Yeah. that Brock is lazy and he's lost it. Yeah. But I don't. I think in like his peak, it's hard to argue against him being the best. Yeah, he he feels a shade under like true big man to me. Is that, in that, is that he's crazy? like cut and not a fat slob on some level? Mm-hmm. He's he's like as big as you can. It's be. okay for me to say that as a fat slob. Yeah, no, big, listen, yeah. I I don't think anyone. Fat people can shame fat people. It's like a real thing. Can I do that? Of course. All right, uh, I'm gonna do it. Hey, why don't you stop with all the food? Oh man, that's offensive. Yeah, yeah. sorry, that was me. I didn't mean to. Too far. <laughs> kind of too far. There's a line, and you, yeah, you kind of fucked <laughs> you up. You really just walked right. Yeah, I gotta right. be honest. I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, anything else we want to say about Big Van Vader? Before we exit this round, uh, I just that uh, I got to go on the radio yesterday and, and talk about him after he passed away, which was a, a treat for me. What Obviously, did you say? Sad for him. Uh, I just kind of <laughs> pretty much the same stuff. You gave, yeah, gave here, a career yeah. overview. Yeah, said he was like a pioneering uh, guy for Americans in New Japan. Yeah, uh, I just said Japanese wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> but New Japan is what it is. Yeah, also, yeah. all uh, Japan. He had. I think he was champ in all Japan, and that he yeah. kind of was. You know, a, a huge deal in WCW and obviously very uh, well-known for his WWF run. Also, even if he wasn't necessarily as successful there as he had been other places. Totally true. And well, I referenced Boy Meets World, too. Oh, you did, too. Okay, Look at this. Cover that. I mean, for me, uh, Big Van Vader will always be in the discussion for big men. Uh, yeah. Always. And he has to be mentioned. Um, again, I think it's because we missed the mark on, on him. But I think of Yokozuna, too, obviously. And right. The, and he was very athletic and, mm-hmm. and not Japanese, evidently. That's very Samoan. upsetting. Yeah. yeah. Super upsetting. That's, yeah. I, <laughs> what a lie. You know, come super on, lie. Like, no. But yeah, so but, oh, for me, uh, Big Van Vader's made And his music. Oh, yeah. yeah. His intro music is incredible. What if uh, when Rikishi was revealed to have run over Stone Cold, <laughs> he said he did it for the people yeah, yeah. of Japan? Oh, <laughs> what a turn that would be. Japan is scared. Uh, I want to say this. I'm just realizing this now. I think Vader's the best mask ever in wrestling. 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say. It's when barely a mask. Uh, over luchadors, over But it's so, I love that mask. It's, it's iconic. It's so ugly. Yeah. Like, he's so gross in it. Yeah. Like when, it when you were talking about Mick Foley, talking about him earlier. Yeah. I feel like on some level, the Mankind mask has to be inspired by oh, yeah. Vader's mask. That's interesting. Yeah, I feel like. I, I feel like but it's Vader's mask is the luchador mask, but the it's all cut out. Yeah, eyes and mouth cut out. out. Yeah, exactly. But he has a big skull. It's just so gross. Like, yeah, it's, it's he, very sweaty. He looks so like peeled back and he's large so uh rest in peace big van vader and with that let's jump on over into a little segment i like to call keep, keep it, or, it or, or kick, kick it. it now josh what are we doing keep it or kick it justin i would love to explain it to you i know you don't know the rules will i know you're already well brief but for you justin i'll explain <laughs> how we play keep it or kick it every week i draft up a list of maybe 20 to 25 different topics just from the world of wrestling anything that sort of piques my interest to abstract ideas whatever crosses my mind i will then pose them to the two of you when i point at you you must tell me if you will keep that item which means you like it you love it you want some more of it or you will kick it you never want to see it again you hate it you despise it do you understand justin the rules to keep it or kick it every week you put together the list and every week on my way home from the show I suffer a serious brain injury and forget everything that you just said <laughs> that is how keep it or kick it works I have to but I'm glad to, to uh, have the rules explained once again thank you very much you know what JMO I know how the memory goes when you start introducing a little bit of the, the cold beer and the green medicine no, into no. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, you, the cold beer and the green medicine and then I feel inspired to jump on the field at a CFL game and I get <laughs> smoked by a player yeah and yeah that's happens every day let's jump in, fellas. <laughs> it's time to hit the music. Keep it or kick it. A Velveteen Dream call-up to the main roster in 2018. In this this year. Before the end of the year. Yeah, keep it. Not right now, but yes. Kick it. I say keep them. Yeah, keep it one more year. Braun Strowman cashing in money in the bank pre-match, making it a, a triple threat, not interrupting a match that has just happened. Uh, yeah, keep it. Keep that as well. It fit like yeah. Cashing in after a match is a heel thing. And Agreed. Yeah. An RVD WWE return. Kick it. Too old. Yeah, no way. Kick it. Guys, three years ago, he was going with Seth Rollins in the ring kick like it. a hoss. Kick it. How dare you? Undertaker versus Triple H one more time. Oh, kick it. Well, we're, we're getting it, so I guess keep it. Oh, ironically, keep it. Uh, big time kick it from me. Like, you don't want to see it, but it's happening. No, but it's, no. it's going to go down but at the yeah. MCG Fuck in front of 10,000 screaming Australians. It's about time. <laughs> Uh, Austin Aries running as champion of TNA while also wrestling in Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah, keep it. Yeah, keep that. I'm okay with that. I talked last week about how I, I enjoy that Impact is doing this. Spread your tentacles all over the Oh, Indies that's the way thing. to do it. That's the only way you can beat um, beat the WWE. Anybody. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's a great call. Even Strips is talking about doing stuff with uh, New Japan after that. Yeah, the card. New Day Elite oh, there was There, there was a, a rumor today that they are planning a network special for next year fully involving non-WWE contracted talent. Now, that might be people from, like, Evolve and whatnot that they have, like, right, a right, working right. association with. Yeah. But that's still pretty interesting. Yeah, if it's all ICW, Evolve, and Progress, I'll sort of be like, oh, okay. Five-star. Like, it's just like they're stepping yeah. on All-In's bit a little bit. Yeah. No doubt about that. Uh, instead of being general manager, Paige becomes just a, re a manager. So, currently the GM of SmackDown transitions just to managing a wrestler on the roster. Uh Keep it if it's another British wrestler. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great caveat. Uh, kick it. it uh, n yeah, no, I'm not. 
Are you feeling her as a GM? She's she, yes, but being a GM is different from being a manager. Do you not like, like her, she, her roster moves so she's, far? She's so <laughs> she's just clearly assembled an incredible roster. Yeah. yeah, on that level, she's she the, is the greatest GM of all time yeah, by yeah, far. Yeah. Look at that, and she's doing much better in the GM role than like Kurt Angle or even mm-hmm. I think Mick was doing on Raw before yeah. that. I'd agree with well, she's probably doing about equivalent to both of those guys in the beginning of their GM runs. I feel I feel like those both got way worse the longer they went. Kurt was bad always. Mm-hmm. Like the, he's never been able to cut promos in this role. He can't even know. say WWE. Uh, Justin, <laughs> James Ellsworth staying with Carmella for the remainder of her run as champion. Keep that big time. She missed him. Yeah, keep it. Sami Zayn getting traded to SmackDown Live. Uh, he is on. Is he not? He's been he's, forced, been back and forth floundering, right? He's, yeah. He's on Raw again, leveled by Bobby Lashley. Right. Really, and yeah, broken up I from don't Kevin know. Owens. I put him back in NXT because that's where he was the highest of his heights. Yeah, with that. He's injured right now. I think that's the best place for him. Is on the shelf for a little while so we can forget about this Lashley feud. And I would assume when he comes back, he's going to get a return pop. You may as well just lean into him being a babyface again. Right. And Rock could use that. Agreed. Andrade Cien Almas entering WrestleMania this year as the WWE champion. Mm. Uh, I think you think that they are ready to push him a lot sooner than they are. And I like your optimism because I wish they would, but they won't. So kick it. Kick it. Same Never, reason. No, I don't. I can't. I'm not into him. Sorry. Like he didn't even okay. get a pre-show match on this show. They not built up him. a feud with Sin Cara, and they didn't do it. Well, Sin Cara got injured like a bum. Oh, did yeah, he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were gonna do the match, and Sin Cara got injured day of. Oh, what if he's Daniel Bryan's tag partner? That's what against... I'm saying. Blade. That'd be awesome. But then they got a baby face. Someone I don't know if that's for the best was Zelina. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, Apollo Cruz. Oh, keep him. Yeah. <laughs> Kick him. Why? Uh, Actually, no. I like uh, I like him. He's wor- the kid's it. working his ass off out there. Yeah, you guys a, don't mean he that. He needs a gimmick though. For he sure. needs to get kicked. He's very good at smiling. He's one of the best smilers of all time. He is working hard, but Re- you can also see him working, and that's not always good. Never either. good. Uh, that's true. Return of King of the Ring as a network event. Uh, yeah, I love King of the Ring, but it needs to have a payoff. Like it needs to be you win it and you main event Force SummerSlam make it or worth something. It. Yeah. Yeah, because he did that. Would they, the latest one was would Barrett won it, right? Yeah, that was Barrett winning four years ago. That, like that was the problem with Greatest Royal That's Rumble. Four years ago, wow! Right. Greatest Royal Rumble, you win it in nothing. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. But it was the so great. Ugliest. It was the greatest, actually. <laughs> but yeah, I think. That, uh, <laughs> sorry, my bad. Oh yeah. So then, but then you have the, the King of the Ring. Why did you do have a have a, a like a good error King in the Ring or something? Yeah, I the think goodest, the, the, the most. Yeah, the, the gooder. Best, best King of the Ring, maybe, right now. And you perhaps. hosted it in Jerusalem. Yeah, that's, one day. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah, the, time. the most royal. The King most of royally the ring. in Jerusalem. That'd be great. And then you could maybe and, do some stuff with the Palestine. And, and then the very best Survivor Series in the Gaza Strip. Yeah, that's, I think and that's each, the new Big Six. Yeah, <laughs> I love the Big Six. Uh, where am I? Buddy Murphy as Cruiserweight Champion. Uh, nah. Kick it. Keep it. He's been great, man. Oh, stop it. No, he's he's consistently a highlight of that show, and he's a heel. Oh, it's still a show? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Keep it. I think, yeah, why not? Rey Mysterio's return to WWE, leading to a reformed LWO. You, him leading Metalik, Kalisto, and Lince Dorado as the new Latino no world Chavo? order. <laughs> Somehow Chavo's left out of this one. <laughs> no uh, Cian Almas? No, Almas is too good on his own. Doesn't need them. He no doesn't LAX? You have all the masked guys together. Yeah, but then they're all on 205. I so love LAX. You, you need to pull them off 205 and form a new oh, yeah, Latino stable. Just yeah, have they, a Hispanic well, show, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's just yeah <laughs> Thursday night. Hispanic live. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I got. <laughs> Who cares about their weight? I got to admit, I love the branding. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> good with that. Keep it or kick it, Justin. 
Ah, uh, kick it. Keep it all of it. I want psychosis back. I want uh, oh. my my favorite uh, my dancing bro um, with a chair. Oh, I can't. Uh, dancing on the Parker. Sorry. Oh, the. <laughs> Dancing on a chair, oh, skeleton stop. man, the Parker. You a big the Parker guy, right, Kyle? Kyle loves the Parker. Did you? Did you? Uh, either of you listen to Lance Storm on Keep It Two Thousand recently? No. He was talking about all of the ideas that he had to veto before they went to air. Mm-hmm. That like Russo was pitching for him because he just was like, "Oh, bro, it'll be hilarious. You're Canadian, right? So like, as a Canadian, you won't have any awareness of American contemporary yeah. pop culture, bro. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> You're so, not." Influenced by us at all. So his first his first suggestion was that uh, Lance Storm be revealed to be Eric Bischoff's bastard son the whole time because he what? thought they looked alike, even though they're like ten years apart. <laughs> Print money. <laughs> oh, they don't look far apart in age. Yeah, so then his second idea was for him to instead of like having the. Canadian stable that he put together or whatever, yeah. which Canada? was just called Team Canada. Team Canada. Yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's what clever. They, what they wanted it to be <laughs> yeah. called was the Canadian World Organization. That's better. And he's like, bro, it'll be hilarious. You don't even know the naming conventions uh-huh. that it would be CWO. O is in order. Bro, it's so funny. Uh-huh. And Storm's like, why would I not know the most famous thing that this company is known for? That's such a good point. <laughs> we'll keep it or kick it. Honky Tonk Man and Elias having a segment together. Uh yeah, I, I keep that. I, I definitely have Honky Tonk go over. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's cool. He's cocky. He's bad. <laughs> I keep it too, man. Elias on uh, Dinner for Three with Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog yeah. was super. I fun. think you involve them all. Do it. Yeah. Now, I, do anyone who had a guitar ever? A WWE 24 on Vince McMahon. Uh, n- kick it. There's no way that they w- he would let cameras film him doing anything that would not make him look good, right? So any any of the footage of Vince that you would want to see mm-hmm. is never going to be approved for air. That's fair. And or worth it. But I think I would keep an HBO ringer one. Oh, right. absolutely, yeah, That'd yes. be unreal. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. get the, the tw- what is it, 24-7 treatment? Or the, uh, 30 on 30. No, but it's 30 for 30, but I guess this is different because it's like... Right. Yeah, they call it HBO 24-7. Yeah, yeah. Love to see it. Uh, Shawn Michaels having one more match. Kick it. First The Rock. Oh, no, no, just kidding. hello. Kick it, kick it, kick it. Like, literally, like, super kick it. Like, AJ Styles would be the match if he did Has it. Has to be. If, it, if they didn't do it in uh, in Texas, like, yeah, in Royal right. Rumble, yeah. don't do it now. That's right. They had that poster. Because he's, like, one of those dudes where, you know, his retirement actually means something to him, and he's yeah, not yeah. going to come oh, back. Oh, that's really – that's hard on Ric Flair right there. Yeah. Jay White. Yeah, keep it. Keep him. I sure, like yeah, I like him. Yeah. Gets the boot from me, so I'm trying not to... Sorry, I was him, thinking of Jay Lethal. Yeah, I'd sure. boot him, too. Jay, how about a white Jay Lethal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jay, yeah white, you're going to love this. A white Jay Lethal? <laughs> it's about time. Very Sounds weird. like Macho Man Randy yeah, Savage. Yeah, it's, it's just him. <laughs> Disbanding the Riot Squad. Uh, give it more time. Uh, I find there's something deeply unsettling about a character who... Thinks it's funny to do crimes. Oh, you're yeah, bringing yeah. this bit here. Right? <laughs> you're thinking of like a DC nothing translates comic. better to audio like a Twitter. Beat. I know. I know. <laughs> Fuck though. Like these backstage segments where they're just like Ruining getting the- into mayhem. Oh, yeah, it's like an Apple Levine video. It's fun. It's that, it's, that's it's totally like, what it looks terrible. like. It's terrible. It's the worst show I've so ever seen. So complicated. Yeah. No. Kick it. And finally, or no, disbanding them. Keep it. And finally, Vader time. Oh yeah, it's always time. Vader time here. Keep it. Keep it big time. It's time. It's time. Hall of Famer though, right? Does he go Hall of Fame? 
Oh, yeah, without question, right? Gotta yeah. be. Now that he's dead, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's. They did do it to China, though. China. Yeah, China? Well, China. China. Am I saying that right? Yeah. It's a hard Y. It's a hard G. It's a hard G. It's a hard and soft G. And so to speak, for porno sake. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a hard D also. And with that, let's hit him for round number two. Round two. Fight. Breaking news. No, no, Justin, Justin, we're doing round number no, two, I thought. this is hot off the newswire, no, bud. Justin, this we, is, we must do round number two. This alters the course of what we're going to talk about. You just asked me and keep it or kick it, what is best for Sami Zayn? Should he go to SmackDown? Should he be a babyface yes. again? Yeah, I stand by it. What is best for him is to sit at home for a very long time because he has not one but two torn rotator cuffs no. and is going to be on the shelf until 2019 Hopes to be back for WrestleMania 35. Dude, so that is heartbreaking. He is going to be out for the majority of the next year. So the shoulder's going to be a problem for him, eh? That was the injury the first Dude, that's time. that's both shoulders this time. Well, and the one is what he blew out uh, during his open uh, his open challenge match against Cena. That is a bummer, man. Big time bummer. Some some sadness on the show today. But, Justin, should we hop into round number two now? Yes. And should we acknowledge that Will Macklin's no longer in the room? Yes, we should do that, too. Uh, Will had to go. Uh, he, he might he might reappear a little later. No, but, uh, that'd be impossible. <laughs> that, he, Justin, we just walked him out. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he he uh, he he's on vacation right now, <laughs> and he took a little time out of his busy schedule to stay here with us, which was very kind of him. Greatly appreciate. I do appreciate it. that. Uh, also wanted to say one thing that I didn't uh, get to talk about during the intro. Oh, okay. Which is I I uh, went to a, a preview screening of a film last night. Oh, and because I've already seen it, and this episode is going to come out before anybody gets the chance to see it. Oh, okay. I want to put the word of warning out to the people. I'm trying to save them. <laughs> Do not see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom this weekend <laughs> or any weekend. Never see it. It's very bad. Don't do it, folks. So what did you like? I get that you're trying to like keep it a little bit political. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get sued by Jurassic or Mr. Park, but but did you like this movie? No, I hated it. Okay, but like, do you think it was flawed? Like, I think he, it was extremely stupid and bad. I think it might be the dumbest movie I've ever seen. But if okay, but you have to go on the record here. Should a person purchase a ticket and go see it this Friday? No. The only way you should ever watch this movie is if next year it's on Netflix and you don't have to pay anything to watch it. So I should watch it. In a year and a half on Netflix when you have a hangover and there's nothing else to do and it's a rainy day. Yes. Those are very specific parameters. Yes. Justin, okay, let's Otherwise, never watch Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> Justin, fire up that timer. We're going to get into the real round number two right now, which is, of course, wrapping up uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah, also round number three, we're going to talk about NXT TakeOver. We never said that off the hop earlier either. Yeah, listen, when I'm running the show, that kind of stuff's just going to happen. <laughs> Justin, uh, let's start out uh, with the Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan, taking on Gallows and Anderson. Uh, this was this was more than I thought they were going to get in some I ways. I watched it on Twitter. You watched it on Twitter? Mm-hmm. You can do that? Yeah, they have an agreement now. With I think YouTube also, where they just put the pre-show out for free. Oh, okay, that's on streaming cool. Streaming services. That's cool. So in the same way that you can like watch uh, Thursday Night Football or whatever via that's Twitter right, now, yeah. you can just watch the pre-show of any WWE pay-per-view. Should, I, I also cool. watched uh, the Mustafa Ali uh, C- Cedric Alexander WrestleMania oh. match on Twitter while I was at work before I came to your house. Also, I didn't know this is really cool. Yeah, so uh, I, I I caught this match. Uh, I thought Anderson's firing up, like the comeback was really good. I thought he looked awesome there. 
Um, I thought Gallows looked a little sloppy in points in this match. I think Anderson has come out of these two matches because they had a rematch on SmackDown also. Yeah. Looking the best out of any of these guys. He looks great. He has an advantage because he's so much more agile than, like, in those sort of matches where it's three big men and one small man. Like, he just gets to stand out as so much faster and lighter. But I still thought, even given that, like, framework, he did really well. So, uh, correct to to respect to Carl Anderson. I just, uh, you know, we had said last week on the show that Sanity would probably interrupt this match. Yeah. Given that it wasn't on the main show, yeah. that like was not the case, obviously. We were early by two days. Yeah, but I still think our prediction of a multi-team hardcore match for Extreme Rules is probably going to be correct. Pretty likely. Yeah. Uh, let's move on here to JMO. A 15-minute match between Daniel Bryan and Big Cass, ending in a Daniel Bryan submission, which uh, went on to prove uh, the last thing Big Cass would do in WWE is tap out. Tap out. He, he quit the match. And then he was thrown out of the company. Yeah, feast or famine, Big Cass. Uh, I thought this match wasn't very good, but still, I thought it was. I saw some people saying it was much better than their first match. I thought it was roughly equivalent. Uh, I mean, I I'd said that their first match was too short. This yeah. this got about twice the amount of time. Mm-hmm. Eight minutes versus fifteen. Yep. Uh, I thought there was some good stuff here. I really liked the finishing sequence. Yeah. But again, that's probably mostly entirely Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan is getting back to a point where he feels more comfortable to be more creative in the ring. Yep. He's doing more. Uh, like things that we haven't seen from him lately. Yeah, a style we more associate with like Zack Saber Jr., Chad Gable, like very Matt heavy. But just also being kind of a little bit inventive with the way he sews his spots into the fabric of a match sure. now. Uh, I thought the same thing in the Gauntlet match on Tuesday that we're just seeing a more creative and and probably artistically engaged Daniel Bryan right now than perhaps we were initially, and I. Made the case when we did a whole round on him a couple weeks ago, or maybe a month ago now, yeah. that like you had to expect that there was going to be a period where he needs some warming up warming again. Up, you got to sure. shake off the rust, as it were. I would also just like to say I don't want to linger uh, too long because we've got a lot of matches to get to here. But uh, I was watching SmackDown on Tuesday with somebody who has never seen wrestling really before, besides like being around it, mm-hmm. and she thought that Daniel Bryan versus Big E in that gauntlet match, she was like pretty taken with it. Like thought thought this was really good. So I think you're right. Like the innovation and. Uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. I've also heard people ripping on his new slogan. Who's ripping on that? Uh, John Pollock fucking hates it. Oh, the giant baby moron. Okay. Uh, but I yeah. think it's great. The legs, long heart. Yeah. It's just, it's everything. Legs, lungs, heart. It just like. It's, Fully understand. It's them. no quit. It means that as long as he has those three things, he will never stop. That is the ultimate summation of his character. And anyone who has any sort of athletic inclination or pursuit in their life whatsoever can relate to that. Somebody who's like a runner will look at that slogan and be like, that's me. I'm right. Daniel Bryan. My only fear is I can like see the cheesy t-shirt coming from a mile away. Of course. But I like course. the slogan. Yeah, same. Uh, speaking of like, uh, I did not like Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. I mean, I think you called this one exactly on the money. I was woefully wrong. Uh, I thought, I, we both had the winner correct, but I thought they might give these guys a little time and let them. Uh, I said I wanted them to give them time, but yeah. that there would have to be a match on this card that suffered the yeah. consequence of having so many matches on this card. And, and this totally called it. This was one of them. Uh, very disappointing that Lashley's finish now is just the delayed vertical suplex. Yeah. Well, but I mean, his, his finish is now taken by... Um, uh, Braun. Yeah, Braun does the, the running, running power, power slam. slam. But yeah. still, you got to come up with something better for him. Because, like, if he is going to be using his delayed uh, vertical suplex as a finisher... He's never going to be a top guy. Now, that might not be the only thing holding him (laughs) back from being a top guy. But you can pin Sami Zayn, I guess, with a move like that. You're never going to pin Roman Reigns. You're never going to pin 
you know, even like I don't think Shinsuke Nakamura even. It's also just like so clearly me a signature, not a finisher. It's yeah, not a match exactly. ender. It has no out of nowhere factor. Exactly. It's, it's an impressive physical feat. Yeah. Which is a signature move. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I didn't really like anything about this match. Fuck, most people's signatures are cooler than that. Definitely. Seth Rollins probably has like five signatures that you could <laughs> more reasonably buy as the finish of a match than a delayed vertical suplex. Justin, I have a confession to make about your guy Seth Rollins. What? I liked this Elias match a lot less than I think some other people did. Really? Yeah, I thought Elias's flying elbow looked great. I, I thought these guys didn't really have the greatest chemistry. We watched this together, and I think you liked this one a little more than I did. Uh, for sure. We were talking about it after the fact yeah. uh, as we walked to get ice cream. <laughs> uh, no, to get Donaires, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we walked for food a couple times. This <laughs> Regardless, uh, <laughs> uh, I I thought they were starting slow. I said this to you right after it. Like, there is a money match to be had between these two, but this feud is clearly going to continue, and they did not want to give away all their best stuff in this one. Yeah, It got going real good in the last, like, five yes, minutes. I, I agree with that. And I would say during that span... Elias probably put in the best work of his career hmm. in a 45-second stretch where I think he, like, reversed the suicide dive from Seth, threw him into the barricade, threw him into the steps, rolled him back into the ring, and then did his diving elbow off the top rope. Yeah, that I've was I've never good. seen a top rope move from Elias before that I can recall. He's done anyways. that elbow once before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, like, fuck, man, even... Even the commentary was into it. Like, Coachman could not have been more excited at this, like, athletic showing from Elias. And it just made me think that, like, man, they can actually do this well on commentary. Like, actually tell the story of a match when they are committed to doing it. When Jonathan Coachman is able to fucking remember that he is on a wrestling television show. And, oh, yeah, he's seen wrestling TV shows before and knows what they're supposed to sound like. It Jesus. Almost, it almost makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, when you get a taste of him being good, when he goes back to being bad, absolutely it's worse. Yes. Uh, the women's money in the bank match. Uh, Alexa Bliss obviously taking down the case over Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ember Moon, Lana, Naomi, Natalia, Sasha Banks. Uh, I loved that the crowd was so into the idea of Lana winning this yeah, match. They really wanted Lana to... Like, like, clearly Becky was the favorite. She was the last person to get toppled before Alexa won. Yeah. But this crowd wanted Lana to win, and you know what? So did I. Interesting. Okay. Just because you think sort of your reasoning for Carmella last year, I think. Like, it gives her time to improve in she's ring. She's never going to be good in ring. <laughs> I know she's working with Daniel Bryan. Oh, is that right? And, and probably Rusev also on, like, improving Yeah, she's probably ring work. with Daniel Bryan. But, uh... But, like, I know that she's asking Daniel Bryan for help, and he is providing it. I really don't think we're ever going to see, like, leaps and bounds improvements sure. from Lana. Yeah. But just, like, the – it kind of – I don't know if it was the idea of watching her climb the ladder and almost take the briefcase that was like, oh, shit, if she gets it, then that means Rusev is going to get it, and they're going to be Mr. and Mrs. Oh, that and I was great. excited for that. I don't even know. And maybe it's just, like, <laughs> the transferative property – of Rusev being so over that I'm into Lana as a babyface also. I just saw her being on the edge of getting that case and was like, yeah, why not? Just do it. It'll yeah. be fun. It's uh, it's interesting. I, I don't want to dig too much more into this match because I know I'm going to sound like a broken record. This fell into every trope I don't like about these multi-man matches. It was no more than two people. Thrown to the outside. Yeah, it's just two people wrestling at a time. This match was... 
a terrible and example of this. And just a sequence like, of one person ruling in after another yeah. person been thrown out. And it's like you just started. You heard Mike and I. Like you start to be able to call it. It's like okay, now she'll go out. And where's you the, remember the order exactly. of who's been thrown out. So whoever's been out the longest is going to be the next one in. Exactly. And and whenever you're doing that in a match, it's it. I feel like that's trouble. I want to say this. Just a question for you, Jay. Why don't you just give me a one word answer on this one? But can Lana get as good as Naomi in ring? Is that her ceiling, or do you think below or above that? Uh Probably a little bit below. That's kind of what I feel, too. Like, in that vicinity, but a little worse. Yeah. Naomi's a more natural athlete, I think. Yeah. But, more but, Na- but Naomi, like, is good. She has her moments, yeah. She has been good. Last year, certainly, around WrestleMania time, and during that feud with Alexa, she was great. Let's uh, jump into the match of the night, Justin. Uh, Roman Reigns takes out uh, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> uh, you guys didn't want to watch this one. I sure didn't. Um, I yeah, I hate to pull back the curtain and show you that Mr. Wrestling actually hates watching wrestling. It's and true. Wants to skip a bunch. Am of I it. Mr. Wrestling? No, but <laughs> I'm not Mr. I Roman Reigns versus Jinder. You, you and you and Mike combined are like, yeah, we're wrestling guys. But then you, I get, we, I watch a show with you, and you're like, skip. Oh skip, yeah, skip. Well, skip. In my defense, my skip and skip on this card were Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal and Carmella against Asuka. And if we would have skipped and, that, and video packages, you guys never no. want to watch video packages. What are you talking about? I love the video packages. I never want to skip a video package. I'm I'm saying by the I miss too many video packages by watching pay per views with you. That's yeah, all but I'm well, I'm thinking maybe you shouldn't watch pay per views with us anymore. If you think I'm skipping video packages, <laughs> that's you. You can stay at Skyloft where it's very warm and you don't open the windows or doors. Uh, Justin Roman. Reigns beating Jinder Mahal. Uh, maybe I did want to skip it. I wish we would have. I felt like, and tell me if I'm right here, this block of that match followed by Charlotte Asuka, I feel like this pay-per-view is a lot healthier if that's just removed Carmella from Asuka. Or sorry, yeah, yes, yes. Do, do you sort of agree with that, that the pay-per-view hit a bit of a speed bump here? Yeah, at the same time, I thought this was a fascinating match. In terms of like crowd dynamic? Yeah. In that, like, <laughs> Roman Reigns will never be normal. Yeah. It will, it will never be okay. No. Ever. No. Never. It's it's it feels permanently janked up now, yeah. right? Yeah. That it, he is just stuck like this. Unless you do something radical, which they refuse to do, this is what it's going to be forever. And it's not healthy. It's not good. Totally agree. I feel bad for him. Uh, this match was 15 minutes, 44 seconds. I think something around 14 minutes and 44 seconds of it was the gender uh, giving a headlock. So if, if you love headlocks. Like I said, I wanted to watch this match for the crowd reactions. And even that, you guys were like... You've heard the crowd for 30 seconds. It's it, enough. Let's go. I think we were exactly right. I, I still wish. I wish we would have skipped this I, heard, I wish I heard more of the crowd. Well, yeah, there you go. Because they had a variety of chances. It's a great 16 minutes for you. Uh, yeah. Carmella and Asuka, I, I feel very similarly about this match. The Asuka offense looked good, but the story of this match is Carmella is avoiding contact, and you can only really have so much of a match with that story. And right? Asuka becoming entranced by the, what was by the double. This finish, like... I, I've complained on the show many times about like music distraction finishes, and they have gotten away from that to, in their defense. Like I felt like during the Owens and Chris Jericho this, thing, it was this was a distraction that I think was worked better certainly than a music distraction. But still, like, why would Oscar like stare at this person? Because she was magic, man. She's she's looking into a mirror, except yeah. it's real life. She's like, hey, that's me. What? But, but I'm here. How can I be here if that's me? You, you've, you've really got to get this belt off Carmella. I just I don't know what it's doing there. It's like she can't wrestle these matches. It's not good. She's And even the promos, they just feel, especially it's if Alexa note. is your champ on Raw, 
you have two champions who are playing the same character oh, very close. and cutting the same promos. When uh, did you watch SmackDown this week? I did. When Carmella just like cut that uh, like all of us, you know, we're like the this inspirational promo. Just uh, kidding. Like, Alexa just did this. Alexa does that chamber. all the time and better, frankly. Yeah. But it's like it, your your point's never been more proven than this week. Uh, here we go. We've got uh, 31 minutes of AJ Styles wrestling Shinsuke Nakamura, and I'm happy to report for me this delivered. I it really was enjoyed excellent. this match. Yeah. It was excellent. It uh, didn't really feel like a match. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was very... It was a last man standing match, yeah. right? Um, but I thought these guys had good interplay here, and they worked some good spots in from there. The, obviously, the the Styles clash off the stairs, a great big spot. The the running Kinshasa yeah. across all three tables was great. Yeah, so I, I thought this was uh, this was my match of the night. How about you? Absolutely. This is easily the best easily the best match that Nakamura has had on the main roster. Yeah. And honestly, we predicted that he had to win because where do you go from here if he doesn't? Yeah, I think the we're match wrong. was so good yeah. that watching his backstage promo on SmackDown, I'm like, man, this guy didn't lose anything. Yeah, and now going for Jeff Hardy like right into another belt, I thought that it's yeah, he was very unscathed here. Here's a match we should linger on for a little bit here, Justin, as uh, Ronda Rousey technically wins this match by DQ against Nia Jax, but uh, you know, a, a fucked finish here. Uh, Fantastic. I mean, who thought that these two now? Listen, I saw some people being like, this is, oh my lord. But I think I think Ronda has the benefit right now of expectation. I think when we see a Ronda Rousey singles match, that comes sort of with our preconceived notions of like, ah, we'll see how she comes along, this sort of thing. Well, she's going to be green. Look, I think a lot of the concern going into this match was about Nia. Yeah, well, sure, yeah, or at least the you know she wasn't going to be good enough. That, to the, that she won't be good enough to carry someone who's that green. I thought the, the, the two of them combined yep. were fantastic. Yep. I honestly like the finish because you've shown me that this is a money match. And if that's the case, then don't give me a finish right now. Yeah, I agree with Draw that. Draw this out as a, as a who's going to win this in the end because I think there is a real story to the dynamic between those two. Mm -hmm. I like the feud leading up to it, even though it felt a little confused sometimes yeah. in that Nia was too far heel and yeah. then they'd swing her back babyface the next week and then do it again. But uh, I thought this match was great, yep. I, and I, I honestly, I think this should have main evented. The decision to have mm. the men's ladder match main event the show came very late in the weekend. We knew coming into this match that Nia was going to lose the title because she looked very upset yeah. during her entrance. Visibly. Like, she looked like visibly like she was holding back tears or something. I don't think that had anything to do with losing or losing the title. She wanted I think it event. had everything to do with the fact that if I don't main event here in this situation, I might never main event a show ever. It's a fair concern, but I, I think the, the chemistry that she has with Ronda probably means that she's going to have that, that spot again because these were performances out of both of them that I think surpassed expectations on both sides of that coin. Like I thought Nia, that was Nia's best main roster match, and I thought that was Ronda's obviously best singles match. So, And I think the way that we have gushed about D'Angelo Williams and his appearances yeah. in Impact. Like, Ronda deserves that credit too, man. Yeah. She has had two matches here, but looked phenomenal in both of them to the point where, like, she, I, I don't think this is a one-off stunt run for her. I like if she wants to dedicate herself to pro wrestling, she could be very, very good at it. It's funny. I saw this take on a MMA Twitter this week where it's like, I can't believe people are surprised that Ronda Rousey is a decent pro wrestler. She's an Olympic athlete, a UFC champion. It's not like working a wrestling match is inventing a rocket ship. And I thought there was maybe something to that. that like her head start of being such an elite athlete. Was bigger than I initially. I mean, the judo for. throw on Ronda was incredible. On Anaya, but yeah, oh, yeah, Anaya, right? yeah, it looked unbelievable. And uh, the, I mean, a lot of lots to like in this match. But Alexa Bliss indeed comes out at the end, cashes in her money in the bank, and this, is a new champion. this should have been the main event. Yeah. This is that's yep. Alexa holding the belt behind her head 
Is your visual going off the air? Yep. I don't understand why they put the men's ladder match on afterwards, especially with Braun winning. Man, Braun winning a match is not an exciting visual to me right now. Yeah, it's, it does I've seen it a million times before. If he's in a match, I know he's going to win it because he's Braun fucking Strowman. What did you think of that match, Justin? Uh, Braun Strowman getting the money in the bank off of that hanging ladder with uh, Bobby Roode, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Rusev, Samoa Joe and The Miz all vying for the same trophy. Kevin Owens with the bump of a lifetime. <laughs> Christ. That might have been the biggest ladder fall I've ever seen. Well, and this was he did that after taking a terrible bump onto a sideways ladder in the ring, too. I forget exactly what it was, but I remember being like, oh, that's his bump. He'll be out of this match for a while. And then they're on the stage. I'm like, there's no way he's going to do this, too. So the Kevin Owens relationship with ladders definitely continues. In terms of biggest ladder bump, uh, Jeff Hardy and TNA still has to hold that record. But, yeah, or, uh, or uh, the, the jumping spear during TLC. Oh, right, of course. But but a huge bump, nonetheless, obviously. I was it impressed the hell out of me. That's for damn sure. I thought that was the moment of this match. I thought this match was good, not great. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I would agree. And I fully ship that the, the women should have gone on last. I think that would have been more There's effective. just nothing compelling about the, Im the image of Braun... Being Mr. Monster in the Bank. Yeah, they're going to drive as, that to hell as your they? As your image to go off the air with. Like, dude, two years ago when Dean cashed in, didn't the men's ladder match open the show? It, no, uh, Enzo and Cass opened the show. And then they were the second match. That's right, yeah. yeah but, yeah. I, I mean, they wanted to get it early enough so that you forgot about the match by the time the main event came back around. Like, that's what you should have done with the women here. That's, it uh, should have been... The main event, I can't believe they they made this decision, honestly. I mean, it shouldn't surprise me, but it did. A little bit of overtime there, but as oh. we discovered last week in our preview, Please. that was an enormous card. Yeah, these. Uh, I don't think you can ever expect a 15-minute round wrapping up or previewing these dual-brand pay-per-views. There's just 100,000 matches to get through. Yeah, so, we uh, didn't even get like three of the feuds that seemed like they were setting up for the pre-show. That's too. right. Surprised that there was only one match on the pre-show. Yeah, that's kind of weird, eh? Yeah. But how about we, uh, I don't know what the segue is here. Uh, speaking of pre-show, let's pre-show in to, to round number three. three. <laughs> we should have left that one to the segue <laughs> expert over here. <laughs> what would have been yours? I don't know. Yeah, see, there you go. But speaking of, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, not as easy yeah. as it looks. <laughs> you know what's coming up NXT? Round number three. That's... It could have been... Let's just get into the round. Round three, fight! Justin, NXT TakeOver rolled on into Chicago, Illinois this weekend and put on, uh, what, what would you say? I mean, a, a predictably good card uh, out of NXT this weekend. I would say predictably good in that you expect good things out of NXT and this was a good show, but less predictable where the good things came from. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair thing to say here. Yeah, if you were like, hey, Oni Lorcan and Steve Birch going to deliver the match of the night. It, it I, was, mean, that, I mean, you, it's hard to, to pick anything other than Gargano Ciampa 2 as the match of the night. Well, no, I put out on our Twitter feed this week what match of the night was, or match of the weekend, I should say. And it was split basically four ways between this tag match, the Undisputed Era, and uh, versus Birch and Oni Lorcan, uh, Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream, Gargano Ciampa, and Ronda and Nia. Almost a dead even split between those four. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, who who would have thought? I mean, I would have thought. I said this was the match of the night. Yeah, on the we were talking about Oni Lorcan and how excited we were for him to get his big opportunity, dude. 
I love it when you see a guy finally get that shot and just seize it with everything he's got. You're so right about that. Like, it's you talking, you know, Stone Cold loves to talk about this. Like, you got 15 seconds here, you got to make them count. Oni Lorcan, and then Birch to a lesser degree. I really do think Lorcan was the star of this match. And who's a bigger Kyle O'Reilly fan than me? But yeah. but I thought Oni Lorcan was like, all right, I'm probably not going to be in this spot again for a while. Let's go, bitch. I mean, hell, like my acting teacher when I was in high school would say, it's not the size of the role; it's what you bring to it, right? Yeah, that's like, interesting. Like you can you can be uh, in a courtroom scene where you're a juror and you have no lines, but if you just sell the hell out of your performance, like you believe everything that you're doing, then there's gonna be someone in that audience who's gonna be like. That juror really knows what he's doing. It's really know? true. And, like, obviously, Oni Larkin gets to have a starring role in that he is a member of this match. And gets the get hot tag. In. Yeah, and, hot yeah. tag and all that. But, like, he, he earned it on the way to this match, and he proved that he deserves more with his performance in it. Yeah, him and, and, and listen, everyone in this match. I mean, Roderick Strong is a freak. That jump knee he does in the corner, I, I don't including Kenny Omega's V-Trigger, I don't know there's like a more brutal-looking knee strike than that jump knee Roderick does. I'm putting it over the V-Trigger. I'm not the biggest Roderick Strong fan on Earth, but... I think there like, was something for everybody on this show, too. Like, you got yes, every single yes. style you could possibly want. That's Like, the uh, fact that we talked about Oni Lorcan, what, what moves does he have? He just chops the shit out of people. Lariat, and chop. Lariat, punch. Like, he's a brawler. <laughs> Somersault plancha that looks like he's going to die when he's doing but it. But he's a brawler, and, like, he does that style really well. Yeah. I know there's people who will complain about uh, um, move set Dean Ambrose. Uh, no, that um, we'll get to it. Okay, later. sure. Yeah, uh, but I think it is really neat to see, like you say, a guy who people are so focused on move set. And I think it's been a complaint about Roman Reigns. Like, look at the move set. The moves are so. There's another Stone Cold talking point. He's like, oh, I got three moves. It's like the Rock not, had four moves. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. And now there are some exceptions. Like obviously, a Red Arrow is unbelievably impressive, and then things of this nature. But yeah, but like look at only that. This match was so high octane. It was just four guys who were like, here's what we're gonna do. Boom, boom, boom. The exact opposite of that women's ladder match. We can just predict. Okay, who's coming in? Who's coming in? This was so fluid, firing on all cylinders. My match of the night. A lot of credit to these dudes. Now, uh, we had said that that um, Undisputed Era should hang on to the belts here because they should hang on to them for a long time. Right. Can I get spoilerish here? Uh, is it about like future it's tapings? A, it's about NXT. And WWE already announced the result themselves multiple times all over their own social media. What do you think? Will the listeners mind? I'll let it. It's, I won't be mad if you think. If that. you're, if you don't want to know, skip forward forty-five seconds. Just pound that skip button right now. Okay. But if you're still here, Mustache Mountain is your new NXT Tag Team Champions. They won the belts at Royal Albert Hall in the UK shows that just taped, and WWE had no problem spoiling the shit out of that all over their own social media. Mustache Mountain beat Tyler Bate era? and Trent Seven are your new NXT Tag Champs. That is so dumb. What? To have them win right after this show, after Undisputed. Not only that, without Fish even being around? Yeah. I hate that. What? Yeah. I was, I was curious to Is see how you Is this part of like the UK NXT thing? I don't know. Maybe. They're, they just did two shows in the UK. How the this was hell part of it. are you going to take the, the... The Undisputed Era is like the hottest thing on NXT. Uh, maybe yeah. Dream, but like Cole still has... That is... I loathe that. I really don't like that. But let's move on here, Justin. Uh, Ricochet. I'm looking beating. forward to that match, though. I'm and sure even knowing the result, I'm sure the match will be great. I can't uh, wait to see it. I'm I'm sure the match will be good, but you still got to book well. Like I I don't I don't get that at all. Maybe within the storyline, will make more sense. But uh, Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. Uh, I saw some people again. Lots of people calling this their match of the weekend. 
I couldn't possibly have a higher opinion of Velveteen Dream. I thought it took these guys a little while to get going, if I'm being honest. Uh, Before I talk about this match, yeah. can I say one more thing about what I just said? Oh, yeah, sure. Would you want to see Birch and Lorcan versus Mustache Mountain? I think that'd be dope as hell. I'll, I'll be honest, man. At this point, I have such faith in the NXT. T I haven't not liked an NXT tag title match in, like, three years, including the Revival versus Enzo and Cass when Cass and Enzo had the belts. Like, just like Tyler Bate and Oni Lorcan punching the shit out sure. of each other? Give me that. I'm into it, but I, I just I just think that it's very clear it's that I'm fast. Just, it's yeah, too fast. It's too fast. Yeah. Let, let, it, let it breathe a little bit. But, yes, uh, to um, uh, Ricochet and Dream, this is, again, a completely different style than we got in the tag completely match. This is different. more of an aerial match, and I think this character of base too. exposed Dream a little bit Ooh. to not be as polished as we think. So well, I think the Ono match did a little bit of that too. But do, yeah, like I, oh yeah, he had some screw ups in that Cassius Ono match for sure. Uh, like botched his own finish and had to try it multiple times. Which is not to say that this guy still isn't an A tier blue no, chip. Honestly, prospect. sometimes I like that about NXT yes. that you get to see these totally moments agree. of development. Yep. That that like not everything is perfect. That like. We can see the raw talent in this guy, and if he slips up here and there, it's part of the learning curve. I do like that. Uh, I just think, you know, I I love this guy. I love this character, and I think he's a very talented worker. Yeah. Uh, he's not he's not on the level of a Ricochet, and, and clearly, no, not a lot of people are. So that's no slight against Patrick Clark. Well, I think I think without question, Ricochet is the best high flyer on earth right now. Like, yeah. I'm not the biggest Ricochet fan out there, but I don't know of a better high flyer. I yeah. really don't. Well, yeah. what can't he do? Uh, I think we can't really talk about this match without talking about the entrance and this sort of parallel between uh, Austin or Austin uh, Rock and Hogan that this was a recreation of their their mania match. I didn't this didn't I didn't realize this at the time, but Until then of course the gifts come out, somebody put them side this. by side. The, I think that that's first of all. I mean, clearly, Dream is cosplaying Hogan. Though he's course. doing a bunch of different things. He's like he's doing his own sort of like uh, Jimmy uh, Hendrix Prince, Prince yeah. uh, sort of deal. And even Rick Rude with the airbrush tights. Yeah, but, and then but the tights that he's wearing are Prince Puma's tights. Yeah, such a great like, tie. I don't know if he just took Ricochet's tights and was like, hey man, can I borrow your tights from Lucha Underground? It, it, or I if mean, he just had them completely recreated. I think he probably had them made, like the, all that gear. But did you like this Hogan entrance? I did. Yeah, I thought this was, uh, I saw some people being like, oh, don't address Hogan on network. And you know what? I, I am sympathetic to that argument. I'm one of these never Hogan back Yeah, I, uh, yeah but I got time for that for sure. I don't think that I can remove that uh, Velveteen Dream is black when I think about this. When I see him, I f it feels like a... Not a reclaiming in some capacity, but it's just like, you know what, if if we are, because the, the Hulkster's entrance is still something, and if I don't want Hulk back, I love Velveteen Dream, a flamboyant, African-American, awesome dude doing it, uh, and that was my sort of feeling about it when he did it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so I, I still, I think the, the ceiling for this guy is WrestleMania main eventer, I really do, but once and again. And honestly, man, there's such a huge difference between being in NXT and being on the main roster, because when you're in NXT... You are just in the gym training all the time. Yep. You have one set of tapings that takes place once a month. Yeah. And then you're, you're on your like match. you're on weekend tours here and there, but largely like the bulk of your time is not spent wrestling. And yeah. then you go up to the main roster, you have TV twice a week, you are fucking on the the road, you are wrestling house show matches constantly. Like that is where someone is going to like buff off their rough edges and become a polished right. product. Yep. Like you're going to get the reps on the main roster. So in that way, like maybe a, a, a Velveteen dream call up before he is like quote unquote ready 
would be good for him That's in some ways because he can get the reps to work on the things that he needs to work on. Clearly, character and promo is not a problem <laughs> for the dream. It's it's interesting to me, and it's sorry to linger here, but I'm getting to a point where I really don't want people called up. Like, I missed Andrade on this takeover, and he's not on TV, and I don't like how the Revival are being used. And these people that I love watching are just not... Like, whatever WWE wants to push, it's not that in sync with what I'm enjoying in the product. So At I hope the same guys, time, like, there's hope that they will get there eventually, right? I hope so, man. I really do. But like, as for now, let Dream, uh, what do you want to say, marinate in NXT and continue I, I to I feel improve. like Vince just thinks that you need to pay your dues at the bottom of the card. Sure. Like, think about... Edge or Bradshaw yeah, or like but also any think number of Kevin of Owens. Yeah, think yes. of, like there's both sides of the, the That's coin. true. That's true. What do you think is next for Ricochet? Is he going for? Is this going to be Aleister Black versus Ricochet? Uh, probably not. I think it's Aleister Black versus Champa. That's the next takeover. Well, I think, and we can talk about this. I think you might get another Champa Gargano. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that finish was. Uh, you know. Well, I don't know. I think the bad guy has to win this feud ultimately. Yeah, I think that. We'll might talk be about true. that in a second. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. Wow, I didn't like this match at all. Yeah, this is what I was gonna say. There's some styles that people are going to complain <laughs> yeah. about. Even though, look, I like it, man. I sure. think Mike had the complaint too that like Shayna is just too much. It feels like a shoot. And in that way, it feels boring because it's holds. Yeah. And he's like, look, it doesn't, I'm not, it's not just her. It could be uh, Kyle O'Reilly or Zack Sabre Jr. I'm just not into this style. And like, huh. I feel like my big complaint with wrestling right now is that I've been watching it for so long, again, since I've been back in, that a lot of it feels samey. Sure. That like, you see. Pretty well the same matches week after week after week. Yeah, with different bodies in them sometimes. Yeah. But, like, virtually the same so match. So, I want a variety in styles. I, like, to me, when it's like, oh, something for everybody, I, for me, it's every everything for somebody. Like, I want every match to have its own unique flavor so that it's not like one is going to let me down because I already saw a better version of it on that show. Right. And I like Shayna. I think I there think, is yeah. something to that shoot style that makes her feel legit and scary. And, like, that is a gimmick that works. I can tell, though, that she's like, I'm never going to hit the ropes. Like, I'm not a pro wrestler. And to, to compare her, and I know it was Mike, not you doing it, but to compare her to Kyle O'Reilly and Zack Sabre Jr. just feels like... A gross misstep to me. Like those. I mean, I get the root of the style is like something a little more based in realism. But please, like Kyle O'Reilly, she's got a long way to go before she wrestles like Kyle O'Reilly. I didn't love this match, but I didn't hate it. And I feel like you guys did hate it, and I don't think that's fair to it. Let me ask you this: Is it shocking to you that this match was only nine minutes? Um, no, not really. This felt way longer to me. Uh, but but what are you going to do? Uh, Justin, Alistair Black takes out Lars Sullivan in a match that I thought over-delivered. I, I didn't have very high expectations for this match. I think Lars Sullivan might sort of be in an Authors of Pain role, where he just because he's big and slow, I sort of think, uh, he's getting carried by these faster guys. But, but he, he's eventually in enough good things that eventually I have to be like, well, maybe Lars Sullivan is good. And I thought I thought this was uh, a great... It really gets across what these two characters are. How long like was this. this match? This match was 14 minutes and 7 seconds, which is about right. Yeah, I feel like that is kind of pushing it For on the high end. Guys. No, I, I don't think... I think Black could probably work a match that is closer to half an hour if he had an opponent that can really him and, run with him. Him and Cole's pretty long, isn't it? Uh, yeah, something like that. And that match is great. Unbelievable, yeah. Uh, spectacular. Yep. Yeah, I can't believe Adam Cole is like, not on this show, really. Yeah, it 
but but again, I I don't mind you that. You like that that like, not everybody is always involved. I always I, again the broken record thing, but I, I really did. Justin, we got to talk about this main event. Third, Hang on, I just you yeah. can't talk about that match and not mention the enormous botch. Obviously, <sighs> that, I, that like you feel bad because he felt like maybe he just didn't feel it, and so. <sighs> But Can it, you it, think it, of a bigger botch in a bigger it, spot? Also, like it's like a repeat of um, Angle and Brock. Uh, no, I was gonna say uh, oh, Jinder Hardy and Jinder and Jeff Hardy. I felt like this was worse. Yeah, because this is for the main title on yeah. NXT, and also it was like close to the finish of the match. Too. For those of you who may not seen, Alistair Black goes for a black mask, completely misses Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan assumes that he just missed it, and so he sells it afterwards. Alistair Black, and credit to both these guys, they realized what happened. Like, okay, we can't go for the pin here. Yeah. He sort of looks disgusted with some, gets him back up into the corner, and then he hits it again. Maybe he just slipped on a banana peel or something. It's you know? going to happen, right? <laughs> but uh, uh, it... it, it it's besides, you know, obviously Brock and Angle is sort of the benchmark for this, but I can't really think of a bigger scale one than this, especially by, you know, Aleister Black, who I do consider a very smooth and consistent in-ring yeah. worker, but it's just going to happen. I also hate to say that, you know, because it feels like we say this about literally everyone in NXT, yeah. is it time for them to be called up? I do think that uh, Lars probably should be on Raw. Like, same show as Braun. Braun needs a villain. Braun needs a big, scary mm. monster man that he can go toe to toe with. Because like Braun will dwarf him. Though. But dude, he's about to be in a feud with Kevin Owens, and it is literally the exact same problem as Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. We already saw it for a month, yeah. for a month and a half, for two months. He whipped his ass. Just dummied. Like there is nobody who can conceivably beat Braun on Raw right now if Brock is not around. And if Brock's not there, you need hosses for Braun. Yeah. And you need heel hosses. And I don't think there's anybody who can step into that role better right now than... Uh, than Lars Sullivan. Well, why don't you just trade Big Cass back to Raw? Okay, so the main event, Justin, Tommaso Ciampa taking on Johnny Gargano. Ciampa does win, as uh, you know, uh, should have been the case here. He's handcuffed, and he hits a DDT onto Exposed Wood. This match was a lot more, uh, I guess, hardcore than I was expecting. Did you yeah, feel the same? Yeah, I mean, we said about uh, AJ and, and Knack that it didn't really feel like a right. wrestling match. This also did not really feel like the a wrestling match. The last seven minutes of this match feel more like an angle than a match, really. Yeah. Like, and not in a bad way at all. I don't mean that as a critique. Yeah, uh, no, not... And it's good because it's it's more narrative-driven than just wrestling. And, like, look, you can tell a story within the confines of a match also. Uh, Omega and Okada have been doing that for the last year and a half. But, like, I think when things are so personal, when it's a blood feud, when it's like everything is on the line, I want you to dig down deep and gut desperate and do dastardly things and, and go all out. There were some crazy spots in this match, man. The yes. table bump off the right. <laughs> off the like lifted uh, yeah, barricade the Project thing. Champa. That was crazy. There was there was I'd like to rewatch this match because as you know I was like very tired at the tail end of this. I also love that Ch Champa is just like intent on recreating all of these moments from the past over yes. and over again. Yep. Um, I loved this match. Somebody put together I think it's myth gifts. Okay. On Twitter, put together a thread that kind of shows all of the recreated parallel spots from this feud oh, from all of their this. matches. And also came up with like a psychological explanation as to why this is happening, why Gargano or why Ciampa is obsessed with this. And it's because he's afraid of being left behind. That Johnny has a life Aww. outside of their tag team. That he has a wife and kind a family. Story. And that... He could clearly move on from this tag team and have success. And Ciampa could too, but he doesn't want to look at it that way. Interesting. He wants to keep Johnny stuck in the past, 
fighting with him forever instead of realizing that there are things outside of the kind of echo repetition that they have built for themselves. And he also is only intent on bringing back moments of hostility. He keeps recreating the moments where he destroyed Johnny. And Johnny keeps trying to recreate the moments of tenderness between them. Like the the spot after uh, TakeOver Toronto where they hug it out in the ring. He keeps going for those... And Gargan or Champa will attack him in the middle of it. Oh, that's like they special. are, they are doing. They are both doing intentional echo, repeating spots, and it's telling this wild, wide story that has now taken place over like two and a half years in NXT. It's the closest thing WWE has to like an Omega Okada. It's an anthology at this point. It's insanely good. Are they going to go one more time to close out the round, Justin? Ah, uh, and Champa wins again. Like I do think the bad guy has to win. So in that way, I would be happy if this was the finish. Yeah. I do think they go again, for the record. <laughs> Justin, do you want to do what I call answer listener questions? Sure, but we got to be fast because, oh boy, has this been a long one. How long are we in? Uh, it's like 20. An hour 20? Yeah. Why are you lying to me? You're doing the eyes where you're lying. Well, we we did a time machine spot earlier, and I don't know how to factor the time from that in. That's not including the closing? No. Jesus. <laughs> okay. If we're not going to do every question on this week's, we will do a mailbag episode of the Patreon for some of the, the extras. Yeah, we're just we're, these, uh, trying to fit everything in and also answer your, all your questions. And I love the questions. The questions are the best. I just don't want to do a two-hour show every week. And, and no, one, no one wants to listen to a two-hour. Well, actually, that isn't yeah. true. Every time I bitch about it, we get a bunch of You know what I was amazed like, when I went back into the archives? Uh, last week yeah. to, to put that little intro on there of our first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our first episode is an hour and four minutes. The good old days. Yeah, man, back when we really kept it lean, mean, and clean. <laughs> Justin, let's get through uh, some of these questions here. The first one comes to us from Master Brewer, Fruits Are Edible, at Fruits Are Edible, where he says, What are some minor slash insignificant moments in a match that make you oddly happy? Give me an attempted pin 30 seconds in and a kick out at one, and I'm giddy. So, like, small things in a pro wrestling match, little things that you like. Uh, if you need a second, I, I have No, I one. got one. Go ahead. And I've said it before. Know you know what it is. I totally do. Do you want to say what it is? No, you go ahead. Anytime I see the Gatorades I under the ring. I knew it was the Gatorade. Anytime, anytime somebody's digging under the <laughs> ring and I see that little plastic bin that's filled with Gatorades, I'm like, what's, what's going on there? Uh, mine oh, is, what's happening with all those Gatorades? <laughs> mine is uh, knees to the body of a grounded opponent. When a guy's like in a crawling position, and Kyle O'Reilly does them, Jack Gallagher does them, they put their arms on like the far side of the body and just drive the knee into ribs. I just feel like that's a really good-looking spot. Speaking of Kyle O'Reilly, I am a sucker for uh, like a comedy spot that comes in the middle of a very serious match. Yeah, I can. I like, can I, I love... There's just like so many his He's facial expressions, little moments that happen with him in the middle of very serious matches. Tell me something's just like, not man, the best about him. You just made me laugh so much. And like wrestling can use comedy relief every so often, keep things interesting. Uh, this one comes to us from Sex Ferguson at Butt Dickhead. He asks, what's the best match you've watched this year that didn't happen in WWE, NXT, or New Japan? Uh, PCO versus Walter at Joey Janela Spring Break. Yeah, that was uh, a killer one. I'm, str- I haven't, I'm struggling to think of uh, of something. I- oh, uh, Tremont and Gage as the, the main event of the Nick Gage Invitational 2. I loved that match. Um, and then, yeah, I guess those would be the, the two for me. <sighs> Man, it's hard for me to come up with an answer for that because I've not loved a lot of what I've seen on the local scene when I've been out yeah. to indie shows in our air neck of the woods lately. 
and it, I can't think of a ton of uh, of shows that I've watched outside of those companies that are not uh, those companies. There, so. I mean, he's excluding three things that eat up about 200 hours of weekly content, <laughs> so I don't think you could be held to it. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess I get to pick an impact match then. Yeah, you could do that. I'll go with the triple threat. Oh, Austin yeah. Aries versus the Lucha Brothers. That's a great pick. It was extremely fun. Yeah. Uh, our next one comes to us from Saint Sad Boy, Scoots Brodo, and he asks... Which main roster WWE wrestler would benefit most from a gimmick change where they're just Guy Fieri? <laughs> but I've got to be honest, I think all of them. Yeah. <laughs> who is not? Uh, so, J-Mall, who's, who's somebody who would benefit from being just a living, bo- breathing Guy Fieri? Welcome to Flavortown. Yeah. Are they a chef also, or do they just I think love they're just food? like diners, drive-ins, and dives. Like, they just like <laughs> barbecue sauce <laughs> and shirts. Donkey sauce. Donkey sauce, that's right. Yeah. Um, I went to his restaurant when I was in Vegas, and I got to tell you, the burger was legitimately great. I was like, this is a very tasty burger. Slathered in donkey sauce? I don't remember. I think it was just cum. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what donkey sauce no, is. You know, you know who I'm going to go with? What? I'm going to go with Apollo Crews. <laughs> uh, make Apollo Crews. <laughs> Into just a guy who loves eating sloppy, greasy diner food, <laughs> and he's got the spiky hair. Oh Let him grow his god. hair in, or maybe put the wig on, oh. like he wears a blonde wig every week. Oh my gosh! And he's got like the fire flame <laughs> sunglasses. I don't have anything better than that. And he just and he's he's cruising for food. Oh, son of a bitch! I'm all for that. <laughs> oh, forget it. This one comes to us from James at Blazer Bowl. He asks, "Hello, James. Curious how you guys would use Champa in the WWE? Oh wow! Feels like they stub their toe on ninety percent of these call ups. I think he has the chance to alter the face of, of wrestling if used properly. Is that too much to expect? Yeah, I think that's too much. I don't think he's going to alter the face of wrestling, but I don't think. But there's... he's just like on another level yeah. as a heel right now. He's the best heel in the company uh i think clearly he's a good long-term storyteller but again it really comes down to how he's managed on the main roster but if they use him correctly as you rightfully say james i I really do think he's the top he could be the top heel on wherever he is this guy is calculating callous soulless feelingless i love what he's doing true heel stay with entering to know music forever yeah and like we said this as we were watching the match the fact that he is at a place right now where like everybody loves his wrestling, yeah, but hates his character enough that they don't let the love of his wrestling overshadow which is a the hard... hatred of his character. Which, as Kevin Owens has shown, yep, as Seth Rollins has shown, CM as all Punk. of these top heels have shown, that is a impossible balance to to walk, and I... he. And I'm doing it like effortlessly. I'm not trying to take away any credit from Ciampa here, but you also really have to pay Gargano a compliment. Oh, and I've said that multiple times. Of course, yeah. I'm more saying just to to, to defend that because he's just such a natural. Like, what do you feel is more likely, heel Gargano or face Ciampa? I feel like it's almost impossible to visualize either of them in the other alignment. And that's Uh, we could get back to face Ciampa probably at some point. Yeah, more likely than heel Gargano, I guess. Yeah, because I feel like uh, if they were to call them both up and be like continue the story on the main roster that might hit the same problems as Owens and Zayn where it's like a main roster audience doesn't know the story you're telling right our next question comes to us from my arch nemesis book of lube Roger hundred thousands and he says this one is for Justin because obviously no one would ever want to go in public with Josh ouch (laughs) but if you were I mean we're not in public right now so I (laughs) technically am not in public with you I'm gonna keep it but if you were to take a non-wrestling fan to the... To, can you read this question? Sure. Josh is taking a cry break. He says... This I'm one not. Is, 
<laughs> this one is for Justin because obviously no one would ever want to go out in public with Josh. But if you were to take a non- Did you have to read that part again? <laughs> Sorry, you want me to read that part again? Could you not? This one is for Justin because obviously <laughs> no one would ever want to go out in public with Josh. No! <laughs> but if you were to take a non-wrestling fan to a wrestling show for a first date, how confident are you that there would be a second date? Uh, and I'm going to say, first of all, uh, Book of Floob. <laughs> Flooby, my boy, are you trying to tell me that there's ladies in Vancouver who want to go on dates with me? Because <laughs> that would be news to me. Oh, hey, that's not true. I don't know. That is that recently is. not true. What? Is uh, it? Well, I don't know what you want to say on no. it. No. <laughs> um, uh, so have you have you ever gone on a date to a wrestling event or taken a lady you're interested in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how'd it go? Good. It wasn't a first date. Yeah. We've done it. I've done it before. Yeah, I'm in the same boat where I've definitely done that. And I mean, if it was a first date, I think it'd be fine. It's a fun thing. You're always going to have a good time. Wrestling is a good live event. And sometimes on a first date, especially, like having something to not bond over, but it's like, oh, this is a little piece of my world. Let me talk about this. Sometimes you can mm. show a better part of yourself if you're passionate about something and I talking about it. I would feel uh, maybe that the chances of a second date wouldn't be great if I took you to a show out in the valley. For sure. And I had to be like, this crowd is not representative of my fandom. It's exactly it. But yeah. if I were to go to like ballroom brawl with somebody, yeah, I feel like it would go well. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um I think ladies would like to go on a second date with Justin, regardless of event floop. Uh, and as for me, <laughs> yeah, you're totally wrong, man. I Lots of... <laughs> Let's just get to the next. Uh, <laughs> this one comes to us from uh, our sponsor, Coca-Cola LLC, at Coca-Cola LLC. And this is an easy one. What is the most memorable bad match to you? I feel like the, the Sting-Jeff Hardy victory yeah, road. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What is a better combination of memorable and bad? Like... It's it's both of those. It's like legendarily awful. Yeah, and and at an important point in the company. I watched the Hardys twenty four episode this week. I, I don't know if you did, but I haven't seen it. They yet. talk. I want to watch it. It's it's worth watching, and I hope this doesn't count as a spoiler for you. But Jeff talks about how he went to TNA, and I believe him. He seemed very sincere. He's like, I went I went to TNA, and they they needed like a star. I was really dead set on being like the TNA top guy. It was the first time I was going to carry a company as a solo star. Like my identity had been so tied into tag team wrestling, and it really endeared me to Jeff that he had like this vision of like being the top guy. I never really picture him as that. I never feel like he cares like that much about wrestling. But but then he's like the drugs just got in the way. So maybe it's just cuz that's so fresh in my mind too. But yeah, I feel like that's that's the uh the answer there for myself. Yeah, uh same here. That is literally what I was thinking yeah. when I read that question. This one comes to us from at Lorenzo Meow. You might know him better as Doug Crap. And he asks, "Who wins in the battle of the KOs? Kevin Owens, Kyle O'Reilly, or Cassius Ono?" Oh no. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, oh no. no. I feel like that should be the music for all three of them. <laughs> Owens, 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 O'Reilly. Uh, is this question who would win in a triple threat? I guess so, yeah. Uh, I mean, Kevin Owens is the strongest book, but my favorite of no, those... No, is he? He loses all the time. And those other two don't? I feel like he would, Kevin Owens would lose. You and just told me O'Reilly lost. The other two guys would pin him. Like, they, it would be a double pinfall. All three of these guys lose a lot. Yeah. Uh, my favorite of those three is Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah? Yeah. You like Kyle O'Reilly more than Kevin Owens? I do. And Kevin Owens is my guy. He's winning this in a, in a heartbeat. I don't even have to think about it, bud. Our final question this week comes to us from at Old Tiles on Twitter, Tyler Parisi. And he says, uh, why do people – he has two questions here. Why do, you think people, why do people think Carmella is hot? Because she is. 
Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because if you've seen her in the One Piece, it's the most attractive wrestling gear in the world. Yeah, I think most people have eyes. And uh, second question, which I do think is somewhat uh, interesting to unpack, why are they doing Asuka so dirty? So it was valid. You have this person who has this unbeaten streak, mm-hmm. and now she can't buy a win oh, against cold. shoddy competition. She feels ice cold. She's she's on the decline, and Becky Lynch is on the rise right now. Straight Justin, fire is taking over her uh, spot. Maybe that's good. But, but Justin, why are they doing Asuka so dirty, and can it be rehab? Um, I mean, I was of the mind after WrestleMania that there might be something liberating about not being stuck booking Asuka as an undefeated character that you have to protect every single week, that you can actually book a show in a normal way that you might book a show and not have to worry about a streak. At the same time, I feel like they are now disrespecting the streak in a way to the point where it's like, okay, well, you can't do that for two years and then make it mean nothing. It's... There is a part to that, right? It's, yeah. I don't know. But, like, it's it's level of competition also. Like, when she had the match yes. against Charlotte, it was great. Of course. And if you're going to lose a great match, then I'm okay with that. If you're going to lose a shitty match like she did against Carmella, then maybe that's not so great. It's, but like, it's if, almost if like the problem. Is Carmella as champion. <laughs> but if they were to do, like, a number one contenders match, let's say, yeah. where it's Charlotte, or, or, sorry, not Charlotte, uh, Becky versus Asuka. Yeah. That's a match that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, they've, go, no they've tagged together, but they haven't uh, faced each other. That's fun. And if Oscar were to lose that match, then maybe it becomes a losing streak angle, and she's got to do some soul searching. And I could be into that as like a a moment of like character exploration from someone whose gimmick has largely just been I win and nobody can stop me. And no one's ready even yeah. to begin with. So uh-huh. like, if you give her some top opponents, if she loses against people that can hang. I'm okay with it. It's not the end of the world to book her this way. It's just like, it's more so that we haven't seen firecracker matches from her on the main roster than the fact that she's losing. And that's how she's going to get over. That's how Asuka gets over those sort of things. And Becky versus Asuka could be great. I think there's every reason to believe it would be amazing. Justin, that does it for our questions this week. Yeah, and uh, what's... is, is is Will, Will? back in here? Will? Will, what are you doing? I know we said that Will took off earlier. We did. But actually, he's back right now real quick. I love time machines. Yeah, me too. Will, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug while you're here? I, I like to plug uh, my uh, my basketball radio show out yeah. in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, that's right. Three in the key, talking all things basketball. This is our last show this weekend. Uh, we have Mil Palacio, NBA player. He used to play for the Vancouver Grizzlies, Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics. Very cool. Cavaliers, and uh, he, we have interviewed him. Uh, last year, now he's replacing me, which is actually I should talk about that. I don't think I might be on the show anymore, but that's fine. And then uh, <laughs> we're gonna roll on that. So we got NBA player Mel Palacio this weekend, and uh, that's the last one on air. But you all will be a podcast all 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 summer. Of course, it's got the off season. We got the draft tonight. Ooh, I don't want to timestamp this, but yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, the only thing that's interesting about the draft this year for me is that are you a basketball fan? Everybody's agreed not to spoil it. I know, but it's out now. Aiden's out. He's gonna go, go oh, to Phoenix. Now. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's already. So once one pick is out, it'll yeah, exactly. The ball will start rolling. It, yeah, is, I know. Is it possible that we see a big cast appearance in the draft tonight? I think that, so. Yeah, I think he is seven feet tall. You, you cannot teach that, but you can draft that. That's true, true, definitely. I, I would also like to plug uh, Will. You're a fantastic follow on Twitter at Will Macklin Show. Um, okay, uh, yeah. And yeah. also, and my advocate, of course, Kyle White. 
Hey, I just want to say, keep RVD, man. RVD is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. These guys don't know what they're talking Respect. about. And um, Respect. Big Daddy V, best big man of all time. Mr. Uh, scared the shit out of me when I was 13. Yeah, yeah. Get on that. The ministry, baby. <laughs> Thanks, that's Kyle. the best advocate you can have. And, and, of course, check out the Detonate uh, Brewery. Yeah. The, the, the beer's best great. beer from Summerland going right now. Central Okanagan, only place you can get it. Let's go. C-O-K. Guys, thank you both so much for coming on. Will, I love you. It's so good hey, to see man. you again, man. You guys are the best. Thanks for having me on. Even the thinking of me was was brilliant. You guys are, are awesome, I big, s- burly, bearded men. It's e- easy to be intimidated by, by, you, by you guys, but you guys let me into your soul, and it's it very fun. <laughs> well, we were very happy to have you, and my soul feels more so fulfilled sweaty. than it has in years. It would be awkward day. if we didn't invite you personally. Why? You, you'd been on the show before. Yeah, but I, I feel, feel like, like if I saw you this week while you were here, which I might not if you didn't mm-hmm. do the show, yeah. But if I did, it would be like when Daniel Bryan saw the Blood <laughs> yeah, Brothers on yeah. SmackDown this That's week. That's right, yeah. It's like, oh, I used to work with I you think guys. I, did, but I can't wait until he's a new brother. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, but I felt like on the last show when we did that on, on, the, on yeah, Skype. Yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, I, didn't, I felt like it didn't get the real me. You know, I felt awkward. Yeah. I, wasn't, I was in the party room, but it wasn't really. And it it's always happen. hard on. And, but uh, here in person. So sweaty, so good, so nice. And I think we might do a SummerSlam house party again. And now, since we have the TV, the Skyping in is a little bit more it's natural. It's easier? So, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think on my side, it was a little rough, too. But I wanted uh, – let's let's do this. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, that's, that's the invite People right love there. the house party. We're going to make it into a, a biannual event. Well, cool. I mean, Once every two years. Hang on. Yeah. I, I, wanna be, I just want to be clear. <laughs> I'm straight. Like, that's – I don't know what you call oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not. We like doing both. There's three. <laughs> I guess there's three meanings of biannual. Yeah, yeah. yeah you forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm there's the one, once every two years, twice a year, and once a year, but you're a little gay sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's called biannual. <laughs> if you're still listening to this, thank you so much for listening to Top Marks this week. Once again, if you want to throw a couple dollars into the hat, you can head on over to patreon.com slash top marks. And until next week, Justin, what do we want him to know? Uh, to stay hot. To stay spicy. To taste great. Because you're Curry Man! Titus Worldwide! Hours it goes on. Yeah, we, that's the shortest we've ever done <laughs> that sign off. It's usually we try to keep it to about 20 minutes of different <laughs> wrestling slogans. You don't know <laughs> if you smell! Yeah, just keep rolling them in. Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. (laughs) 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 Well, thanks, Will. That was absolutely lovely. Yeah. (laughs) Titus Worldwide.